0: And welcome to The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. Get his take on the Tribe loss last night. And, well, the Browns lost pretty much, well, for about a decade straight now. So we'll talk to Scott about that. Fantone, as I was looking to see what we were giving away this week. Yeah. I pulled up the email from the promotions department. It says, Important. Do not mention this show prior 7 7.30 Monday morning. Oh, big reveal. But we do have a pair of beat-the-box office tickets to see one person. I guess I can tell you it's at the Hard Rock. Okay. January, we'll be sending you to the Hard Rock. And at 7.30, we'll tell you who and give you those tickets. Also, we'll have a four-pack of tickets to Dropkick Addiction. This is the pro wrestling tournament at the Rock Activity Center that uh, that you're a part of, is it not?
1: Indeed, it is. Indeed, it is. Uh, it's the sixth annual DBI, the Dustin Battendorf Invitational. Nice. Um, the uh, the family. That uh, that's involved with that. They lost their son six years ago, and we had them in, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is when we first met Juice Jennings, No Shame Jimmy Shane, uh, you know, all the OCW guys, and um, so it was that it's kind of a tipping point of the Stan's show. All of a sudden, uh, but this is the sixth this annual. Perfect one. description. I'm uh, I'm very excited to be a part of it. Number one because it's pro wrestling and I love it, but number two, it's it's a very valid cause. They um they're the group that started to Start County, which offers you know support and kind of counseling and things like that to people who have lost you know, loved ones to heroin overdoses are currently dealing with a loved one who, uh you know, is, is going through addiction issues. So it's awesome to be a part of that. And it's awesome to be a part of pro wrestling. Uh, I feel like this is probably an appropriate time to announce it. I won't just be there. I will be the special guest ring enforcer. I will be out there um, when Juice Jennings takes on Dark Star Matt Taylor. I'm just so. proud that I'm an
0: adult <laughs> enough not to know what a ring enforcer <laughs> is, and I'm happy about it. No, I am I'm very happy about it. I actually do want to talk to you about some uh, some pro wrestling. Okay. Since you were at WWE over the weekend, we'll Indeed do that, that here was. in a little while. I, 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 do, I do want a little recap of Saturday night. I saw some photos. It looked like, you know, for WWE fans, that was, uh, that was a fun time. We'll get into that here in a minute. I uh, Dude, I have made everybody I know. Really angry over the weekend. All right. Well, Stansberry, that's pretty
1: much like a Stansberry fastball.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. I mean, I, I mean, right. I did, and and I, and I did it by being selfish, and I'm perfectly okay with it. Okay. So Saturday, I had loose plans with two different groups of people at different. Uh, I mean, very far apart from one another. Right. All right. And one of which was an Ohio State party around four o'clock or whatever. And it was like a pig roast or whatever with a bunch of people, right? All right. And this is that- an actual pig roast, not like a fat check, right? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right. Well, maybe a little bit of both. Who knows? A little bit of both there, right? Okay. And then later that night, I was supposed to head up to Cleveland for a birthday celebration for somebody. All right. right now, I had already went up there for the actual birthday. On the actual birthday, I was up there doing that. But there was going to be like a bar celebration Saturday night, and I was supposed to head up for that.
1: So was a little birthday week this uh, this woman was have going well, on. Well,
0: you know, he's got a wife, he's and so okay. you know what I mean. He's got a wife, and so you know how wives do that stuff. Well, yeah, we'll have dinner on his birthday, but then Saturday we'll all go out and like, you know what I mean. It was like one of those things, right?
1: Okay, and I understand that to an extent. Like, I understand the hey, let's get together for your birthday. Can't do it on my birthday. Let's get together on Saturday. Saturday instead. That's fine. But when it comes to, hey, you've already. Now it's twice. Right. 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 If we've already had two celebrations, you don't need two celebrations for your birthday. You're a grown up.
0: Exactly. You're so, up. so, so Saturday comes. Okay. Right. Well, first Friday, I'm hanging out with some people who were supposed to be at the pig roast for the Ohio state game. And they all tell me, yeah, we're probably not going to be able to make it. All right. So I started running down the guest list and I was like, man, half the people I know more than half the people I know aren't going to be there. Okay. So now it's just the only people I know are the people who are like hosting it. And so once the they're time, running around right. with everybody they know, right. I'm now I'm just once I've been introduced as the guy from the
2: radio. Station right. to
0: six different people. Now I'm just standing off to the side by myself, little solo plate, eating a piece of cake, <laughs> looking around like, man, I wish somebody I knew was here.
1: Seventh grade dance all over again, all over dance again. Just standing there. Where's the punch bowl, bitch? <laughs> like
0: that's what I need, right? And so I was like, I don't. That sounds horrific to me. Like I don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that sounds bad for anybody. But you hate being in uncomfortable situations. You know what I mean? Like that's not. That's. Not I what love you know, being right.
0: social, but you need people right. I know. Right. Like you right. know what I mean. Right, right, right. And so, yes, there's a possibility maybe you meet somebody interesting, this and that. I totally get it, right? But I was like, I'm not gonna have anybody to lean on while I'm meeting the other people, and then that then I'm gonna be trapped into a conversation about, you know, dude, I kind of like you, but your politics suck. And so once you start talking that, then I gotta turn you off, and then now, dude now Saturday's ruined for me,
1: right? Or yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> you know okay, what I mean? Fair.
0: So now Saturday's no good, right? So like I just I was like, no, 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 no. And so like that came and went, and I didn't go. Right, but backed out of the pig roast,
1: and so then. I, but at, at the people who are throwing the pig roast, how important are they to you? They're important. Okay, so like inner circle, like let's say you get, you know,
0: <sighs>
1: yes, okay. ish, like okay. close enough. Okay, like I should have. Like I feel bad about it. I feel guilty. So not just acquaintances, certainly friends, almost you would say close friends. Yes.
0: Okay. And definitely family member of a very close friend. Of somebody I consider very important to me. Uh, okay. This, okay. I like, honestly, like, this is where most people would have, like, manned up, sucked it up, and went. Right. And I probably should have. But I'm okay with it. All right? So then Saturday night, I, like I said, I was supposed to go to Cleveland for a birthday party. And I was like, well, no. <laughs> and, like, that's, like, as far as I went. And here's why. Both those situations were going to be these types. What do you mean, dude? Just drink, like, come on, man. Just do this shot of Fireball with us. Come on, man. Like, dude, I want to get drunk with you, man. And like, everything was gonna be that, and I just didn't want to be hungover yesterday. I just didn't. Okay. Like now, like next weekend, dude. I'm swamped. I got to work the Agora twice. I got an event that I'm doing with wake 'em, I got a bunch of stuff. So like this weekend, I had nothing going on. And so you know what I said? to him? I was like, no, I don't want to spend Sunday on my time away from work this weekend I just don't. Some weekends I don't care. I'm like, yeah, I'll get hungover. Who cares? I'll get drunk. Have some fun. But this weekend I just didn't want it. And I was like, I just don't want to spend all day Sunday on the couch bitching and moaning on somebody else's couch because I would have been up in Cleveland definitely not driving home after getting drunk. And so now it's half the day goes by before I come back down home. Then I still got to get the show prepped and then I still got to do And I was like, nah, dude, I just, don't want- I just don't want that for my life this weekend.
1: Even without that, and that's all very valid and I understand I just why didn't it's want like, it. It's- Especially after a certain age, like, you know that when you... Well, you're paying the price for drinking. You know you are. It's just coming three around days. to you. dude. Honestly, yesterday we were at TD's watching the Browns game. Me and my girlfriend. Yeah, how was that? Well, good. She got hungover after TD's. She fell asleep in the middle of the Browns game and she woke up and she was just being a bitch to me. And I'm like, "What is wrong with you? Hey, you're she's hungover." Like, she's like, "I'm hungover. Yeah. What do you want?" She's wasted. So I understand that. I mean, there is a little bit of that, but at the same time, I think it's valid enough just for you to say, "Like, dude, I don't feel like doing anything today." You don't have to feel bad about that. You know well, what I'm saying? You, I, it's it's okay to be like, "No, nah, I'm not doing anything." I lied to both groups. To people and that's like
0: because I'm such a I am such I do not know I don't know why I'm maybe I'm a coward but I told both groups well I got hung up in this other thing and like <laughs> You know what I mean? And really, what was I doing? You know what I did? I sat, dude. I stayed home Saturday night, and I wasted those hours by watching "All Eyes on Me," the Tupac movie, which was awful. <laughs> it was horrific, bad. Like the whole way through, you're like, "Well, he looks exactly like him, so like it's, it's it's worth it." And then at the end of the movie, they show you the real Tupac. It's like that guy didn't look
2: anything like him.
0: So like, I just so I skipped out, and I feel terrible because th- this is the thing. This pig roast is like an annual thing. All right, and I didn't go last year, okay. and because Second I was I was working skipping. the Ag- well wow. I was working the agora last year, so like all year it was like you're coming right, you're coming right, you're coming right, and then yeah, and so I get a text message Saturday like it was like nah man I'm sorry I'm you know he texts me he's like dude you know it's getting pretty late you still coming I was like ah probably not gonna make it. And, you know, or whatever. I was like, oh, sorry, I got hung up at this or whatever. And then like 20 minutes later, he texted me. He's like, thanks, buddy. And I was Jeez. like, oh, that's a kick to the balls. Jeez. And I know what that means, though. And I, I, I hate to say this because I know people are going to think I'm being egotistical. But I know what that means. That means, oh, dude, I invited like six of my buddies from high school here who listen and they were going to think it was kind of cool that you were hanging out. You know what I mean? And oh, so, yeah. and oh, so yeah. I know he told people all day, dude, dude he's going to, you know, and I mean, and I left him hanging like that and I feel bad about it wow. until I start thinking about like, dude, that's my Saturday night. Well, dude, it, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean, and it's like, I, I, I mean, just sometimes it's like, you know what, dude? No, like, I just want to sit on the couch and watch a movie.
1: Not everyone's going to be able to relate to, relate to this, but like, at least from my perspective, as like one human to another human who kind of has been through this, like, well, you're not really a human, you're a show. It's like, well, dude, don't use me if I'm your friend. Don't use me to tell your boys, like, yeah, dude, fantown's coming. Well, first of all, cause your boys are going to be disappointed. Well, yeah, that's the first right. thing
0: people are going right. to ask me. Where's he at? And right. like, what's going on with him? And like, why? And, and so, like, dude, it was like three months ago. I was at a, another friend's party. And like he handed me a mic in the middle of it and had me give away
1: prizes at his party. And I was like,
0: dude, I Ubered here to
1: have a good time. <laughs> And, and now I think more people can relate to this at the very least. Of if you're like a quote unquote fun person, if you're a partyer, if you know you're the life of the party, and I think there's plenty of people you out. Gotta there You got to get into are, character well, every time like, people expect right, it. Right, right. And anytime you back down off of that, anytime that you're not fully committed to that, anytime what's that you wrong say, with him tonight? Right. Anytime that you say, "Jeez, hey, what's you know wrong what? with him?" It's my Saturday. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go out. People are like, "Man, what's the matter with man, you?" Man, just, pff, Debbie Downer over there. And there's responsibility that kind of comes with that of being, a, you know, of, of, of like the life of the party there. So, so I, I feel bad for you. Bud. I just, dude, I my. Anxiety could
0: do, my anxiety kicked in to like high gear on Saturday, and I ended up doing nothing. I played Overwatch and watched movies all day. A
1: part of the problem was, as soon as you said no to that pig roast, I knew you were out on that next party. There was no doubt, because you yeah. already said no. Once you had said like no, it's okay. Now I got the no right. train going. Right. Now you got it right. That, there was nothing <laughs> stop Just, that, just, just shoving
0: coal in the no train. <laughs> I want to get the update from WWE over the weekend at the Canton Civic Center. We'll talk to Fanto, find out how that went next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stan's Ray Show on Rock 1069 coming up at 8 o'clock. We'll talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. Fantone, I'm very interested to get the recap. Well, let me rephrase. A lot of people who <laughs> listen to the program are very interested to get your recap of WWE at the Canton Civic Center Saturday night. How'd that go, buddy? How was, uh, dude, you had front row tickets, did you know?
1: I did indeed. Uh, once again, shout out to my buddy Mike Clark from the Canton Charge over nice. there for making the dream come true. Thanks, Mike. Um, uh, Also worth noting, you can get a recap of uh, I wonder if Mike's, like, being fired right now. You (laughs) gave that
2: tall, idiot...
1: It um it also you, we can ask Scott about it when we talk to him at eight o'clock because wow, Scott wrestling? from Scott from Waiting for Next Year came down to the Hall of Fame City to come check out WWE. Right. Well now
0: I'm a barstool sports
1: guy now. <laughs> I, I mean <laughs> what the hell is Scott doing at that? Dude, Scott's a mark man. He is. He uh, much like me. He's a legitimate media person. I, a legitimate media personality has a legitimate like adult job where he gets paid handsomely for his for his hard work and like I, and I don't a know, wife and, and kids wife and kids and like he like real. Life adult responsibilities. And, good looking wife, too. And still finds time every single week to watch five hours of uh, WWE programming. I don't know how he does it either. It's amazing. Uh, but he was there. And, uh, dude, it was a, it, honestly, it was one hell of a night. I, um, I I would say that these are probably amongst the best seats I've ever had. So that well, was cool. Well, I mean, dude, you're front row. It we can't well, get that much better, I've right? Had fr- I've had front rows before, but these were, like, in a good spot right down the corner right there. So I felt like that was pretty cool. Um, I was pretty impressed and I guess maybe not surprised, but still pleased by it um the venn diagram of the Stansberry show in WWE there's a heavy overlap in there my friend dude there was a ton yeah of i know there, there,
0: there is so there's there is something about professional wrestling and rock stations that do go hand in hand that's why like dude there's a lot of guys who have my job who when they don't like it they'll like make fun of it like they'll like and like go hard against it i won't do that Much like I'm very cool with the Juggalos too Because they show up to shows, they support shows And they normally tip bartenders That's why, dude, I'm normally cool with the Juggalos too like I, I won't necessarily like down a wrestling fan but it's not necessarily my form of entertainment but I've always understood that no
1: he had the, the those those people are in the 20 million for sure. Well, I think I mean I I, I think if I think if if the program director of Rock 1069 came to us and said like yo guys we did the research and there is a, uh, a big NASCAR sect here. Dude, I don't watch NASCAR but if I it wouldn't was be like, shocked by that. Either. But if it was like yo dude we want to do the NASCAR minute it's going to be sponsored to you by some car dealership <laughs> so, and blah 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 I'd be like, well, well then let's do the NASCAR all right, minute. here comes the NASCAR Minute. <laughs> and
0: Kevin Harvick coming around turn four. Exactly, right? dude. I mean,
1: exactly. uh, what, would happen? Uh, what you guys like, we're going to have to be a part of. I there. always say,
0: it's not my show, it's
1: yours. We're just the guys who do it for you. NASCAR fans are so pissed right now. <laughs> Why you talking about your WWE? Almost right, Fantone. <laughs> But they were probably there, too. So, no, it was an awesome night, man. It really was. What was um, the best match? Uh, I would say the best match was probably Randy Orton uh, uh, against Rusev. It was a last-man-standing match, which I means know you know you got to beat the dude down, and he's got to be down on the ground for 10 seconds. So that was cool. But a cool part of it was was that this was the last event before Hell in a Cell. That was last night. So you saw a lot of... Build up into it, where it was like in that Rusev versus Randy Orton match. A lot of the moves they did in Canton, I saw on Hell in a Cell last night because you know, obviously putting a little practice in there. So it was, uh, it was, it was awesome. It really was. Hell in a Cell was probably a solid B last night. Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens was awesome. Um, Shane McMahon coming off top of Hell in a Cell As always was sweet. So it was, it was, dude, it was a good weekend of wrestling. This guy Mike just hit me up on Twitter. He's like, you realize both the Browns and the
0: Indians played yesterday, right? <laughs>
1: Mike, Mike, if you're coming to me and trying to say that the Browns are the representation of real sports over WWE, sorry, Mike, I, I, I think I'm going to have to disagree with you there, bro. Yeah, I, actually, we're going to get into that with Scott. I've been saying since
0: since the preseason, right, that that sooner or later, people were going to be calling for Hugh Jackson's job. He's 0-5. Like, I, I, it's going to be somewhat soon, I would imagine. I would imagine. I've always been a Hugh guy, but maybe I'm wrong. I'll make room for it now. I mean, they just do not look good. As a matter of fact, in the middle of that game yesterday, not even the middle. Before halftime, I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'm going the golf course. <laughs> this is all th- th- this is awful. I'm out of here."
1: Yeah the uh, the decision to to play Kevin Hogan over Deshaun Kai. I didn't even
0: know about that till this morning. I read it this morning when I got to work.
1: There's a lot of there's a lot of different ways to look at that, and I know people are going to be like, "Well, Kevin Hogan came out and kind of did get the offensive lit or the offensive side." Well, win. you're already starting to see all the tweets. He's a winner. He's been a winner everywhere. But uh, if you're going to if you're going to subscribe to that thought of of well, Kevin Hogan was the better quarterback, and him going out there. Why didn't Hugh Jackson see that week one? Why would you go with the Why would you go with the rookie week one? He's the quarterback knowing, whisperer. Knowing that you had somebody better in the wings, right there. He's
0: the quarterback whisperer. I know. I, maybe I've been wrong about Hugh all along. Maybe Mike. I have.
1: Are you kidding me, dude? The, the Browns played yesterday, Mike. That's what we're talking about. Jeez.
0: See so now you got Phantom all pissy.
1: Seriously, dude. I had this amazing <laughs> WWE weekend. I got I got I got to go see it live. I had a pay per view I watched this morning, dude. And SmackDown's gonna be awesome this week. And I do, I'm going to be the special guest ring enforcer DBI 6, and you want to bring me the Cleveland Browns, Mike? Come
0: We're going to pass on, out man. a four-pack of tickets to the DBI 6 right now. As a matter of fact, we'll take caller 10 at 1-800-243-7625. You've got a four-pack of tickets to check out the Dropkick Addiction DBI 6 Wrestling Tournament at the Rock Activity Center. It's
1: going to be a good time
0: pass those out. Fantone, I have made a significant portion of the audience very angry over something that I that, No, that <laughs> something that I posted on the internet and I framed a question just simply asking the question. I didn't say this is what I believed. I just asked a question and I've read multiple comments now. See, this is exactly why after 10 years I stopped listening to you, man. And I've made a lot of them angry. And well, I'll tell you how I did it next on Rock 106.9. still
2: Knock the Stansberry Show Rock 106.9 Rock
0: 106.9 And welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9 Coming up at 7.30 we have uh, well a concert announcement and then we'll pass out a pair of tickets for said show. Yes. I'm not allowed to tell you beforehand. It says big bold letter. Stansberry, don't say this. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I know. I know. I constantly ruin it. You so, do. You're not good at that. I was up here yesterday putting together uh, some of the rundown for today's show. And there is part of my job that I really don't like. And that I makes me feel like a shill sometimes. Okay. And it's when we post things at the website, my boss like web hits, web hits, web hits, get me web hits, right? There's for some reason my company loves it. I'm sure it makes sense. To people behind the scenes, I, just, I don't know what it means to us, but for some reason it's like massively important. And it's obviously because they sell space on the yeah. website. That's why, but like it must be more important than I realize.
1: Um, just because I think it's a uh, non traditional revenue where it's like, well, we have this amount of money coming in from the radio station. What if we can
0: do this here? here and we can right. add up
1: there, you know. And so. so I get it,
0: right? And so like it's on me and it's on Fantone to kind of find things that people might find interesting, post them on the website, pass them around social media, and get people talking about. You know, Rock 106.9 and the show and whatever, right? I enjoy doing the program, but that kind of stuff, I don't know, some of the things like I see other guys and other shows and stuff post videos to certain stories, and I won't because it makes me feel sleazy, and it makes me feel like, you know what, I don't know if I want to exploit that, and it's probably, honestly, why a lot of people have told me I'll never reach the heights of some of those kind of shows, and I'm perfectly okay with it. I'm a quality of life dude, right? So yesterday, I came up here, and one of the emails Fantone sent me was out of Las Vegas, from UNLV and I have a family member who is technically a staff member at UNLV and so I was like all right well this will interest me and in the video and we'd love to play it for you but we are having some technical difficulties this morning via uh you know the board and like some of the other equipment and we've reached out to uh engineering and we're hoping they'll be able to fix it after the program but we're you know a little like I don't know we're a little limp today what can we do we're having audio, you know, uh, you know issues. And audio so, ED right there. Uh, yeah, audio ED. So in the video, I'll, uh, you know, I'll summarize. the a, a professor at UNLV suggests that Donald Trump is to blame for what happened in Las Vegas. Now, UNLV is in Las Vegas, okay? Not that she's right about it, but they're close to the situation that happened, okay? Yeah. And so I took said video, posted it at the website, and then... I posted it at our show page, Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show there. And I asked the question, is Trump to blame for the Las Vegas massacre? Now, for those of you listening on the radio, I want to make it abundantly clear. I do not believe President Donald Trump is to blame for what happened in Las Vegas. I don't believe that. But I asked the question, knowing what? It would get people engaged. It would maybe even make you click the video, which is what my boss wants, which is, again, one of those things I wish I didn't have to do. I like this part. Because it's my opinion. But when you write something down and you leave a question mark on it, it used to be back in the day, if I said something in here, it was just a good line. Now it's, and Fantone always says it best. Now it's your entire belief system is what people think. And so now I got 30 comments in here of guys who are like, man, I listened 10 years, and this is why I quit listening six months ago because of this. And it's like, dude, this is not my opinion. And I've wrote, I've written back to multiple people and said, look, no, no, no dude, you're... I asked the question. I'm looking for what your answer is, but I'm not going to rely on your answer to form my opinion. I already have my
1: opinion. A big part of the reason why you'll People
0: just always, sorry to cut you off, but people always say to me, man, I just want to be heard. And I'm asking you the question, and now you're pissed that I've given you a, like, a platform to be
1: heard. A big part of the reason why that um, you'll see news stations do it. You'll see anybody that's trying to get you to their website that does it, You know, whether it's news, radio stations, or Click whatever. Clickbait. Well, it's a hook. They'll ask questions because... Facebook wants people to interact, interact, and to comment and to like stuff and to be a part of stuff. And so, something if you ask a question and people start commenting on it, it's going to get more visibility. Where a post that has no, no comments and maybe one or two likes isn't necessarily going to be seen by as many people. Um, so that's why you see people do that. And that's why it's like, they should be it pointed
0: open-ended. out as you're making this point. This post was one of our most successful posts in the last two weeks. For
1: sure it is. I'm not even surprised about that. Like, that's, that's how it works. And that's part of, If you're going to be on Facebook and you're trying to use it as a tool to expand your brand, which... We all should be. If you are a business, if you're a show, if you're anything like that, you're going to have to do stuff like that. So I don't think you're at fault at all for asking that question or for putting it out there like that. And it's worth noting that you did state that this is not my opinion. This is well, a question.
0: I will say, like, I when I posted it, I just asked the question. I did not like, right. but I'm sick. But I've done that. And I would like, there's been posts where I've said, you know, prior, like where, where you give like a disclaimer in the front of it. And it's like, you know what? I'm sick of having to hold everybody's hand.
1: Right. And, and that's the thing is that you shouldn't have to. In the comments, when somebody says like, "Well, is this what you think?" Well, then no, we can respond back and say, "No, this isn't what I think." But or the I'll address is still, it in here. Right? It's, it's still to be presented. Think up to the podcast WRQK.com. Like so Get the so web the hits going. Yeah, the boss really likes that. Um, but it, 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 now I do. I think that that's the case at all. Do, my answer? No, but to you're a logical is, person. Is, is no. Is no. So like, I don't understand why the concept of because how long ago was we were talking about? I don't know. One of those alt right dudes wanting to be. On a college campus where it was like, well, college campuses are supposed to be the, the haven of free speech, and you can say whatever you want and big scary ideas. And if you don't like it, then then you learn from it. And now all of a sudden it's like this 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 right. professor who's wrong is saying this, and now all of a sudden it's like, no, nope, gotta shut it down. Never listen to it. Don't. What? Uh, not, shut only, it off.
0: not only that, but they want a safe space for me asking the question. Right. And again, I always right. say, I'll I'll go to my grave saying this. You people always tell me they want to be heard. Well, I, I I asked you the question. I gave you the platform. I'm trying to listen to you. And all you want to do is tell, call me libtard or whatever the hell word, which, by the way, I, I, it, it's so funny with me. Phantom will tell you. It's so funny with me. Because half the audience thinks I'm ultra liberal and doesn't like me because of that. And then the other half thinks, well, man, he's kind of conservative and kind of a dick. It's like, dude, you guys, make up your mind on me. Which one am I? It can't be both. Now, I know I, I'm more in the middle than most people. But, like man when I read that I was like well and I always say it's like yeah you know you, you'll empty the cup here or there and listeners are going to come and go it's just part of the thing I stop watching shows to over things and then come back or whatever and this and that I know that's how it works but when guys who were like dude I was with you 10 years and now just because of this political climate you lost me it's like well I, we don't even talk about Trump that much really
1: I you know I think you and I have made a conscious decision and effort I mean, to kind, kind of, like, of
0: go this way right because and it, probably because- to, I'm going to be interested to see when the ratings come out
1: because there is no victory in it there isn't whether you say something that you feel like is like hey here's my opinion one side or the other is going to be like nope done with you forever don't care what it is it doesn't line up with what i think therefore done with you forever and like that's the thing and i i I don't want to say this this because it's on both sides there's certainly the cult of trump there is there's undeniable you say anything just dug in heels not moving doesn't matter what they say but there's also on the flip side of that the cult of anti-trump where it doesn't matter what context you're using doesn't matter what you're saying if you say anything Remotely positive or or observational about it. It's like, oh, you're a Trump, you're a Trump lover. You're standing idly by as right. he's doing all this. Right, right. right. So it's just like at this point, honestly, it's dude, I, mean, I don't want to talk about it. As a matter anymore.
0: of fact, on my personal Facebook page, I said on Friday, I want a national anthem, gun control, and Donald Trump free weekend. Meaning I just want to enjoy myself. And this woman posted a picture of a bunch of like cartoon people with their heads in the sand. And I responded, I said, lady, do you understand that I'm forced to read more than you are? This isn't me sticking my head in the sand. This is me taking a break from the severity of the world, which what I would Im- would imagine is restorative for my brain and probably my well-being. Look at me defending myself is. and doing a good job He's of it. Big
1: words at it, too.
0: Yeah. Stay Look right at it. Restorative. Him. Spill it. <laughs> Spill it. All right. I would love to stay away from the political climate, <laughs> and <we're> but, <laughs> but, but Jerry Jones and the vice president of the country have made it impossible. I'll explain next on Rock 1069.
2: The Stansbury Show. Kansas Rock Station.
0: Rock 106.9. Rock, and welcome back to the Sands Show on Rock 106.9, 7.30. We'll let you know about a concert headed your way very soon, and then we'll get you hooked up with a pair of tickets for said show. 7.30, I can tell you this, it will be at the Hard Rock, and it will be in January.
1: Is it KRS-One?
0: No. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, I would not be able to hold my excitement in if it were KRS-One. Although I'm very excited about this show, too, and I'm, okay. I'm going to go to it. Okay. A Stansbury pick there. Yeah. I like it. January. No, yeah, it's it, that'll be a good one. And we'll give you tickets at 730. Yesterday was a wild day in the NFL. And I had said on Friday a couple of games that I wanted to bet, and I did bet one of them. I bet the Green Bay game yesterday. Uh, yesterday and I said, if you give me Aaron Rodgers in points, I'm going to take it. Now, a guy hit me up on Twitter yesterday and said to me, do you talk about betting, and you talk about what you bet, but I don't understand the points, and every time you start talking about it, I get confused, and I don't normally skip over because I feel like it's a little rudimentary, and so like, I worry people are like, dude, why are you explaining this to me? But here's how it works, right? It, let's say Green Bay was getting three. Now, they weren't. They were getting two and a half, but for the sake of making it easier for the radio, will make it three, all right? So then what that means is, is when the game starts, Green Bay's already up three points, Like, they've already kicked the field goal. It's 0-0 on your TV, but I've already got three in my pocket because that's what the casino's giving me for the bet. So I bet Green Bay getting two and a half. And in the first half of that game, it looked like a disaster bet. Dak had gone off. And then Aaron Rodgers does what Aaron Rodgers does. So I turned the game off. I was like, well, lost that money. Just lit it on fire. And I said Friday. I said, if you give me Aaron Rodgers some points, I want to bet it. But it's already burned me once this season, and it did. And I thought, I was sitting there yesterday, I was like, I don't know a goddamn thing. I gotta stop talking about football on the radio. I don't know a damn thing. And then, sure enough, Aaron Rodgers does what Aaron Rodgers does. And I think he's probably the best quarterback in the league right now. And makes a throw into what Phantom like what, a foot and a half window, maybe it two. It was feet? wild,
1: dude. It was it was beyond impressive what they put together in the second <laughs> half yesterday. <laughs> Something. I turned that game on after the Browns game, obviously, because it was like, well, you know, I, I turned on the Cavaliers preseason for a little bit, but literally everyone was sitting. LeBron, Love, Wade, everyone, dude. Yeah, like the, the entire whole, I mean, team. So I was like, All right, well I'll turn on this game. And um, first and foremost, boy, oh boy, what a difference between watching the Browns fumble and folly through, you know, 60 minutes of football. Digging a hole. Versus watching two. Elite teams, two premier teams in the NFL, going at it. Like, yeah. it was exciting. It was like dynamic. I didn't care who won. Neither of those teams mean anything to me. Right, you just you're just entertained by the sport of it. I didn't have money on the game like you, and I still think that this guy's going to be confused about the spread and points and everything there. But this is going to have to be a long process for you, dude. It. All right. Dude, it so let's
0: dude. say the game ends yesterday, and it ends differently. Right. And it's seventeen, Dallas. 14 Green Bay. My three points gets us to even, which the way I bet would be a push. But if it but if it was 13 Dallas and then what fifteen? Yep. Or,
1: you, then you covered you covered
0: you, it. You cover, right. So that like that's the way it works. It's a little confusing. You can Google it like every every other person. <laughs> I guess. I guess Brian, you can Google it. The other game I was gonna bet. Was I said give me Stafford and the points at home? I felt like Cam, Carolina Cam dealing with the sex and stuff and this and that. They were going to backpedal, and Cam came out yesterday and balled out. I think it was what three touchdowns?
1: Did it say yeah? Uh, I
0: mean, do Cam balled out? So I would have been wild. I would have been way wrong on that, and I didn't. And I ended up not betting that. Only bet the Green Bay game. Made a little bit of money. All right, but football yesterday took a backseat to politics one more time. Did it? Mike Pence showed up at a game. Stood up during the national anthem, hand over heart.
1: Okay, and it's all good. That uh, that's good. It was, it was Peyton Manning's. He was getting his statue. He was doing that. So. Yeah. Which,
0: by the way, dude, nobody lives up to statue anymore. That we're gonna have to yank that thing down at some point. You
1: mentioned like what's the controversy that's coming, dude? He shoved his his balls in that in that trainer's face, dude. I, w-
0: I was gonna say there was some sexual stuff at Tennessee, like, right?
1: Like rubbed his butt on on a trainer's like face, like like took it and like like did one of those, dude. So if that's not enough to keep it down, I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna be enough to bring it down.
0: That's called the sheriff <laughs> <laughs> is what that that's called the sheriff
1: all right and so
0: A couple of players knelt, you know, um, during the anthem. I don't know their names. I don't remember. I didn't watch the game. But Pence got, like, butthurt about it and left.
1: Worth noting that the Colts were facing the 49ers. The 49ers. uh, Ah, Colin Kaepernick's team. The the epicenter of, like, all of this. Where Where it started. started. So, like, this has been a team that has done this consistently throughout since the Kaepernick days. And so he left. Two years ago, almost. And he
0: leaves. And I get it. I get that there's an angle here where people consider it to be disrespectful to the flag, the military, you know, um, the the police service, all of it, right? I get it. And I'm not saying you're wrong on it. But why I cannot defend the vice... Now, if the vice president has to leave because something happens or he has to attend to the duties of the country, then go, all right? But if it's take my ball and go home, I can't support it, and here's why. I want you, the listener... To be able to listen to something I say, disagree with me occasionally, and still go, yeah, but I'm entertained by this. And if that's what I want out of my audience, then how do I not want that about this issue? I've been clear about it from the very beginning. I believe players, I like it better when they stand. It looks better when they stand. It feels unified. It feels like this is us coming together when we stand. Now I understand that there are real things going on. And people are saying, look, man, maybe we shouldn't be coming together fake Lee. Maybe we should be addressing this stuff. And I totally get it. Okay? But the pre- the vice president taking his ball and going home, I, like, I want my audience to act, to, to, to act better than that. So then by default, I should have to want the vice president to.
1: Well, and I, I think a big part of this is, I think it was a lot of, like... Grandstanding in the sense of you knew they were going to kneel. Yes, you especially did. when you showed up. Yeah, well, and it was the 49ers, dude. Right. You knew they were going to kneel. That's true too. This is—it's not like this is a new issue. If this was the first time this happened and this is the first news we heard of it, and he oh was my there God! And look at what they're
0: doing right and he was now. Like, and I- I'm the vice president. If I get caught standing next to this thing, I'm going to be in the crosshairs. But
1: the, yes, but the, difference. But the NFL has allowed this. So by going to this game, you were essentially saying, like, I know they allow this, and I'm okay with that. So did you think that? I mean, did you think that it was not going to happen? No, of course you did. He told, and you know, with along with the vice president comes Secret Service, comes Press Corps, comes, you know, all these different organizations. A lot of people have the info. They told the press, stay on the bus. He's not staying in there the whole time. Right. So they told him, the press before they Preemptively. Left, so, like,
0: why he did wa- you, why'd you go in? Because he wants the retweets of, look, I'm a real American. I walked out because of this. But it was totally staged, which, it- by the way if that's what, dude, if you're going to make a dude, isn't that making a mockery of the national anthem? If you're using it for your for solely for your agenda solely, think about that because that's what that means then, is that he walked into that building, put his hand over his heart paid attention to it, to, to pull strings. That to me is a little disrespectful to the flag just like kneeling is, right? I think I know I just lost a lot of you, I know I did but I'm sorry, like I gotta think what I think
1: I think that a big part of this, and I felt like this conversation was kind of dying down. You had less and less guys Not doing anymore. It. I mean, from less guys from a week ago, and then even less guys from two weeks ago when it really popped off, when everything kind of really, like, you know, this conversation really took it to the next level. Um, I think that there's something happening in the news cycle this week that they know is coming up. And I think this was a hey man, let's get him pumped up on this on this NFL stuff again, dude. You go to the Colts game, been saying it he for was out, a year. Vice President Pence was out west. I think it was in, he was in L. A. and they flew him back to Indy, and then they flew him back to Las Vegas. And it's like if you were just if you took a private jet, a quarter million dollars worth across the country and Air Force One and all these security guards and all these ta- like this is all taxpayer money getting wasted. So you could walk into into, into into right into the, the Colts Stadium and then walk out.
0: It's all staging. It's all staging. But I'll tell you, dude, for a guy who thought this was going to die down, it's not. And now the league's most popular owner, I feel comfortable saying that, Jerry Jones, Mm -hmm. I feel like he's the most popular owner, Fair. has come out and said, if players disrespect the flag, you're not going to play. He says, if there's anything that is disrespectful to the flag, then we will not play, Jones said after the Cowboys lost. He says, understand, we will not. If we are disrespecting the flag, then we will not play.
1: Period. I'm sure the NFL Players Association and union is going to have something very very different to say about that. What's he going to do? Is he going to come out there and I mean is he you going remember, to tell them to get off the get off the field?
0: You remember, it was a week ago, right? Week and a half ago, where Donald Trump said a lot of these owners are my friends. I'm going to get what I want. A lot of these owners are my friends. Jerry Jones is not only the most popular owner in the league, he's probably if not Probably the second most powerful behind Robert Kraft, I would think. Those two guys together, which, by the way, Kraft totally in the Trump camp, too. But, right? And so, like, dude, these guys are probably going to get their way, right?
1: I disagree, dude. You're not going to switch the rule book in the middle of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, they've already established that you are allowed to do this. Maybe next year. Okay. But I don't think you're just going to be able to flip the script on the players union like that.
0: I saw this this morning from Fox News, too, and I don't know if I believe it. All right? I'm not going to go, fake news! but like, I don't know if I believe it, but Fox news put out a report that says right now, NFL football is the most unpopular sport in America. Like college football is beating it now. Baseball is beating it right now. And like NBA basketball, they're they're saying as far as popularity, when pulled, when the audience pulled, they list NFL last. And I think that this is Fox news. Honestly, I do. I feel like this is them putting this out to be like, look,
1: Everybody's out in the NFL, and I don't buy it. The real poll will be the ratings. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or tonight in the Monday night game. I don't know how. I mean, I would assume that a lot of people watch that Packers-Cowboys game. I know I watched the end of it. I know I made money off of Aaron Rodgers. But <laughs> That's it, what I know.
0: It, it we'll see in the ratings. I mean, I, it's going to be very interesting to see. I, I know they've dipped a couple of weeks now and here and there, and I don't know if it's you know protest-related or people like, I'm not watching it anymore. But I can tell you Friday night I was having dinner with some people. And the, and the issue got brought up, and a guy said to me, he's like, look, man, he's like, I know you're on the radio, and I know what your opinion is. He's like, I'm not going to not watch football because of this. He's like, but there is part of me when I'm watching it that I wish I could. He's like, there is part of me when I'm watching this game that wishes that I had it in me to stay away from this game I love because of what's going on. He's like, because I do. He's like, I feel like kneeling during the anthem is disrespectful. And I was like, okay. I was like, at least you're honest about the fact that you can't stay away from the game. Because then I get me have the way there. Your opinion on what they should do, this and that, is yours and totally valid. But at least you're not like, I'm never watching, and then secretly like watching every single thing that happens. So I can respect that. There's another anthem issue, actually, this time with the NBA. We'll get into that around 9 o'clock this morning on Rock 106.9. You're not going to miss that. But we're going to give you some beat the box office tickets to a show I can't out until next on Rock 106.9.
2: The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock
0: 106.9. 6.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Minutes away now from a uh, major concert announcement and getting you hooked up with a pair of tickets oh, for said show.
1: Major concert announcement, yeah. You, uh, you do like the, uh, this artist, so now that I know I, who it is, you are, uh, you are a fan of this. I am indeed, absolutely. Tickets do uh,
0: do not go on sale until the thirteenth of October. We'll uh, beat the box office for you for the show at the Hard Rock January 12th, 2018. No, I'm not the, telling
1: you. the box office. It's, it's
0: only 726. The email wow. clearly states 730.
2: 730. Major
1: 730. concert announcement. Roadblock announcements. Yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm not saying it early.
1: Are we kicking you off bringing Nikki Six in to let everyone know?
0: God, I oh. hope so. I hope so. No, we would, but our audio won't work. <laughs> We're having some troubles with the studio today. I would like to point out how calm I've been about it all morning, by the way. What are you going to do? Hour and a half into the program, dude. No anger. What are you going to do? No resentment towards the company. None of it.
1: None of it. New leaf. I appreciate it. It gives us an an opportunity to grow. Hey, try to do this without working equipment, guys. (laughs) Can you? Seems like we can.
0: Best radio show ever. I think it's pretty safe to say that most rock stars have probably done more drugs than you know most average citizens, right? Okay. Yeah, I I would say so. So local rocker made good Marilyn
1: Manson. Is one of these people? He's done a lot of drugs. Is what oh yeah. Saying? Okay. Well,
0: he, dude, he doesn't like the drugs, but the drugs ah, they like him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do that, know that one. That's, that's been a good, that's a good one. That's been his problem. Is that you know he doesn't like drugs, but they like him. But he says you know even he there are things he won't do like bath salts. He says w- bath salts would be at the top of my list of drugs to avoid. Manson told Rolling Stone. Now forty eighty is cheese. Told Rolling Stone. I don't want my flesh to fall off. And I'll be honest with you, I've never done bath salts. But I've never heard anything good happening after taking bath salts. You know what I mean? Like it, like it does. It wasn't that the drug that had people chewing on other people's faces. The cannibal
1: drug, yeah. I mean,
0: I don't get that.
1: I think it's fair to say I know people that use drugs on a recreational basis, and I've never had somebody be like, "Dude, you know what you should try? You know what I think you would like? Kick the tires on this, this is right? Dude, give this one a shot. Yeah. Run around a little bit. See, I like the bath salts. Um, no, and that's definitely one of those things." I'm glad that I'm not young now. Oh, God. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like drugs didn't exist, you know, 15 years ago for me. Um, but, like, I just feel like in my experimental days, I think that would have been like, yeah, sure, I don't care. F it. It's drugs. I'll do them. I mean, it's on the mirror already. Right, right. What am I going to say, no well, to mean, drugs? Well, dude, my friends are going to call me a pussy. Well, and then at least at this point, being as old as I am, I can be like, no, dude, I'm not adding new things into the repertoire I will not even here. drink tequila anymore, right? dude. I'm, I'm not
0: snorting bath salts. Like, I'm just like, that's never seemed like a good idea to me, right? But here's why I find it interesting, is because... Manson's, he's given us a couple of, of examples of things he has done. Okay. And I was like, well, if you're going to do that, then like, bath salts is where you draw the line? Because I didn't even know you could do this, and I'm not even sure I believe it. This might be all about selling records. Okay. He says, I've smoked human bones. And take an acid. Now everybody's well, not, not everybody. but... Everybody well, make right.
1: assumptions about people. The hey, whole damn acids. world's
0: done really acid, happens. but enough people have done acid where I don't think right. that one's like crazy. Well, no. You shouldn't do it. It's not good for you. No. But I've smoked human bones. Marilyn Manson says. I didn't even know you could do that.
1: Is that like? Is that like a, a sex thing? Is he talking about like performing on a, on a on a male? Is he? I don't know. Smoking human bones. That's what I would think. Right. Oh my god! No, because they're talking about drugs. Well, I mean dude what you, what, you never asked the D oh, for you ever asked the D for weed before? You dude, know what I'm saying? I
0: want Fantone to clarify right now <laughs> he's talking about Marilyn Manson, not me. The answer's no, by the way. But That's where I would draw the line. Like that's but, where addiction oh, yes. would it would be like, wait a minute, I'm about to do what? Rehab. Like that's officially my dude, oral sex on another dude is officially my bottom.
1: Maxwell, get me out of this mess. Exactly. How do I do this, bro? <laughs> I don't. That's what you think it is. Um, I don't know. I, I, I what, what, what would you do with a human bone? Like, okay, you take like somebody's femur. How are you smoking that?
0: I, I mean, are you like, are you smashing it up into powder, and why not snort
1: it? Right. You, what are you butane in it and trying to breathe that in? I have no idea how you could. Did you get high on human bone? I Maybe don't. he was being facetious and he was talking about. Think, a dude. I think. I think selling records is probably the most likely out of all this. Is like that you right? said. Well, dude. I mean, let's be real. Marilyn Manson's scariness factor has dropped off considerably. Well, he's fifty. Well, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I, mean? Think, I think you have to kind of reinvent yourself in the sense of like, dude. People used to think that like I was Satan. People used to think right. that, like that 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 this was. The most dangerous guy on the face of the planet. Dude, they
0: blamed Columbine on right. him. Right,
1: and now you're just now you're just some dude, just another rock star up there. It probably is a little bit fifty like,
0: and bloated. Remember right. when he was the fat Nazi and Sons right. of Anarchy?
1: Right. So now he's probably a little bit like, dude. If I want to start selling tickets, if I want to start getting records out there, I'm gonna have to start getting people afraid of me again. He I had right, a song.
0: He had a song about a year and a half ago, I think, of the one of the last. I don't know if it was his last album or not, but called Deep Six, and that song was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was good. I got it right here. This is a New Turn Tuesday jam right here. Yeah, Deep Six was awesome. It, I love this song. I, I, I think, you know, well, obviously, I think he was supposed to be in Columbus last night. Obviously, yeah, after he got injured, that's probably throwing a, a, a you know, a hamstring in some of his plans here. But if you're trying to reinvent yourself, or at least reestablish yourself as, like, a dangerous rock group, smoking bones then. Like, here's the thing. Like, I'm too old to, like, take on new drugs. Like, I shouldn't do
0: that, and I don't do that. No, you
1: probably shouldn't.
0: But I- if I was hanging backstage with Manson, and he said, Yo, bro, I'm Marilyn Manson, and I'll smoke bones with you? Honestly, dude, I think Marilyn Manson could talk me into that. Could
1: you- and if it's drugs, like- <laughs> could, you- could you make a pipe out of bones? You know what I'm saying? Because I thought yeah. about... I, I've smoked out of a deer antler before. Yeah. So like, could you make a pipe out I've of I've known bones? buddies that have done
0: that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you probably could, but I mean, he says, I've smoked human bones and taken acid. Once, Maybe he took MDMA and, like you were saying, maybe he smoked a human bone there. Jeez. He also went into Trump a little bit, Marilyn Manson did. He said, I do admire the fact that President Donald Trump created the Trump Tower because when I did an interview and it went wrong, I got arrested for putting a gun in the mouth of the editor of Spin. I hid from the law enforcement there, Manson said. That's the one good thing he built was Trump Tower. See, now this is interesting. And I don't have a lot of time here, so I'll handle this pretty quickly. But you, you ever notice that? Like, musical artists, they don't get fired from the label when they do awful things. A TV actor will get fired from the TV network. Radio people will get fired. Like you'll take thing out but when you sell records if you're nuts it sells
1: records. Music is a little different. The TV show it's because you have that show, you have that station to Yeah, be but there's corporate about. shareholders of Geffen. Yeah, but I think people are it's just different with music. It is. It's a weird line, but they Isn't that weird? they they get different like it's weird. treated differently. With with, a, with when a movie it's it's a movie, you know what I'm saying? Like you're going to bring down that movie You have, Marilyn Manson has essentially full responsibility of Marilyn Manson sales, where, like, if Tom Cruise goes nuts during a movie, you've got other people on the line there?
0: I mean, I guess. I mean, there's producers and stuff that get points off the record and things like that, and I'm getting a little too intricate with it, but, like, yeah, I take your point, but I just think it's weird because it's, it's where society draws that line that I always just find that to be very interesting. Coming up, January the 12th, 2018. Tickets do not go on sale until October the 13th. It is Vince Neal.
2: What?
0: At the Hard Rock Roxino? Absolutely. Vince Neal. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to pass it. those tickets out right now. We'll take caller 10 at 1 800 243 7625 on Vince Neal tickets. And then next, Fantone, the best way to break up with your girlfriend. We'll give you that next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. I, uh, I apologize, but we are having some technical difficulties, which is going to make it impossible for us to speak with Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com this morning at 8. We normally do that every Monday at 8, and uh, we're having some issues with our studio, going to be unable to do that this morning. We will try our damnedest to find another way to best entertain you.
1: I uh, I reached out to him and I said hopefully we can get it figured out maybe get you on tomorrow because honestly like there's some stuff going on in the, the Indians, world, right pretty big right there there's a there's a rumor about who could be running the Browns in the near
0: future well actually you know what you and I will just get into that at eight o'clock then. okay so we'll still give you your, your Browns are miserable fix Monday at eight just okay. with just without the helping hand the heavy lifting of Scott from Year dot com so I just read this this morning and. It's basically the best way to break up with somebody, they claim. And you're in your relationship about three years now, but before over. that, when's it like the last time you broke up with somebody?
1: Mm, five years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. Six years ago, so I don't know. I am. Um, I mean, well, you say me break up with yeah. them? Yeah, actually, me breaking up with them probably a little bit longer than that, eight to ten years ago. At that point, all right. So
0: somebody broke up with you about
1: five, six years ago, Correct. and then so like eight years ago,
0: you broke up with somebody. Correct. Um. All right, when somebody broke up with you six years ago, did you know it was coming?
1: Um, no, is this breaking up out of serious relationship, or is this breaking off something? D- they didn't clarify, okay,
0: okay. which which is a little tough these right. days, especially with how people date.
1: Um, no, I, don't necess- I did not necessarily see that coming. That was a, I, I, I came home to like a Dear John letter. Really? It was like, I'm leaving.
0: See, they say, they claim, I don't know if this is true, but they claim that most people who are being fired and most people who are about to be broken up with already know. Like they can, they can sense it inside, and they're not necessarily surprised by it.
1: I will say, in other relationships, yes, I've known that it was coming, or even they knew that I was going to break up with them. You could just feel, even firings, but no, there's this something la- in the air.
0: Yeah, you. Can, and normally, yeah. if you're being fired, you know that you've been a lackluster employee
1: on a subconscious level. You might not necessarily have like processed that thought and like been like okay. But in the
0: back of your mind, you're like, eh, I guess I'm not shocked by that one.
1: Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, it's the way that works.
0: Now, I um, I much like you. Is, was about two and a half years ago. Basically, came home to a dear John letter. All we right. had been fighting a lot, and it was in my apartment here in Canton, Ohio. And I have a, I have a like a, like a, like a fence around the parking lot, and you need like a garage clicker to get in it. Okay. And I walked in the back door of my house, and sure enough, on the table right there was the garage door clicker and my house key. Jeez. And I just knew I was like, oh, oh, well, she's gone, and that one kind of hurt. Right, that one didn't feel real good, and. So I read this article about the best way to break up with somebody. And they say no buildup. Don't give them any buildup. Don't run them through the like the circus of it. Just say they say the bu- the only buffer you need is we need to talk and then get right into it. They say that when they polled people who got bad news that they prefer the just yank the band-aid right off of me.
1: Real fast. Don't peel it back slow and let me feel every tear. Yeah, I mean, in the moment, you might feel like that hurt a little bit more, but I think once you take a big step back, it hurt for less time. Therefore, it's probably like, all right.
0: there's a difference between being direct and being blunt. Sometimes blunt borders on rude. Direct is just not... Disrespecting you to the point of, like, well, you're so awesome and all this stuff. But it's like, just send them down and say, look, we need to talk. I don't feel like this is working out for me. And if it's not working out for one of us, then it's really not working out for either one of us.
1: Right. So it's time for us to go our separate ways. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a pretty. A, a, cow- a, a cowardly and almost, you know, inconsiderate thing to do when you string your it's relationship yeah. on. Well, then, yeah, then taking the accountability of sure. like, hey, I need to, I need to hurt this person. Soft way yeah. out, right? And 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 you just you half-ass your way through a relationship, and you just keep letting it deteriorate and deteriorate and deteriorate, and eventually they break up with you just so you didn't have to go through the uncomfortableness. There, that is. That's that is. It's almost cowardly.
0: They didn't get into like back in the day. It was. You'd see it on sitcoms all the time. You took somebody to dinner to break up with them because they're not going to make a scene if you do it in public. Right. And I just think the world's so different now that I'm not sure that's the best system anymore.
1: When are you... Um, interesting note. Most was, people date and don't go to dinner anymore. <laughs> so why are you going to take them to dinner just to end it? I was working at Subway in high school, and I was like the... In like about six months here, yeah. <laughs> I was working at Subway in high school, and it was towards the end of the night, and this couple was sitting there, and the woman just started, like, bawling, you know? Did the guy broke up with and a chick at Subway? stood up and walked out. The woman stayed there for, like, another hour and a half crying, and eventually I'm like, hey, are you okay? And she's like, my husband just told me we're getting a
2: divorce. Oh,
1: my In God. the middle of Scrubway, bro, dude. Like and I'm the only like I'm the closest thing to like an adult there and I'm just like uh, oh my All right. god like but we're closing you gotta go now this poor lady Jeez. Um, but what are you doing if you're breaking up over dinner are you breaking up at the very end after dessert like before you pay the check did you ride together are you are you are you telling her when you're ordering appetizers and expect her to have a meal afterwards no like, I think it's
0: like as you're adding gratuity in right? your head you're like oh and, <laughs> yeah uh, by the way uh, by the way see
2: ya. Right.
0: Like, no, let me ask you this question, because, again, when I was growing up, you would see on TV shows and movies like, oh, my God, do you believe the audacity? He broke up with her in an email. Right. Like that was considered to be cowardly because you didn't address it as a person. Right. But anymore, we've all lost contact
1: with the the human beings. So if I text a girl and be like, yo, this ain't working out. Depends on the relationship. If it's if it's something if it's something casual... Like, um, if you live together, you can't break up yeah, over text messages. Like, yeah. that I get. If 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 you've gone out three times and... Oh, see,
0: that I won't even address. I'll just... I'll Just, just
1: let her... To, to well, say. I'm
0: a reduced contacter. Yeah, I know. They call that... What's the, the word? Is it ghosting now or yeah. whatever it's called? Like I am a reduced contact person. I, I am very lazy with the phone. I honestly do... Friends of
1: mine, like, real good friends can call and I'll be like,
0: nope, I'm not picking
1: that up. Yeah, person. but instead of her being, you know... Somebody that you no longer want to talk to, no longer want to associate with, don't want in your life anymore. You've made that decision. Why not just like tell ba- it
0: to her? I do. No, tear, it's a personality flaw.
1: I'm not arguing like this is how you should do it. It's a personality flaw. It is.
0: I would if somebody was going to leave me direct would be the better way to do it too. Don't run me around in circles. Because the faster you do this, the faster I can get back out and do what I want to do, which is probably anything else but have this conversation with you. All right. It's good to know texting is is.
1: is it's good. It's a good way to separate. I like that. It's better than it's better than just ignoring it. There's
0: nothing worse than when you're making somebody cry over leaving them and you like have to watch it and it's just like because the only thing that goes on in my mind when I see that is, bitch, I'm not even this awesome. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm a terrible person. Why are you sad about losing me? You are going to do so much better in like six months. Now, once you knock that cake fat off after, you know, <laughs> a couple of trips to the buffet after being sad after me, you're going to be fine. There's a rumor about who could be running the Browns next, and I think Browns Nation is going to love it. I've got my issues. We'll explain it all next on Rock 1069.
2: <laughs> the Berry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet on iheart Radio. This is a dream come. Fine.
0: And welcome back to the Stands right Show, Rock 106.9. Normally, Mondays at 8, we talk to Scott from WinningFornextyear.com, but we are having some studio issues that are rendering that impossible this morning, and I apologize for that. It's one of the most popular features on the program, and I wish we could bring it to you, but unfortunately, we are unable. I can tell you this, the Indians lost last night, and uh, that series is now 2-1 to Indians over Yankees. Uh, the Browns lost again, and I would just like to go back to the to the preseason when I told everybody you got to slow down. You used six quarterbacks last year. You're not going to win six games this year. And everybody kept telling me I was a hater. You're a hater. You're a hater. And I keep trying to tell people, no, I'm just logical. Like, I just look at stuff and go, you don't go from six quarterbacks to six wins. It just doesn't happen. But they were a mess yesterday. As a matter of fact, I left in, I think it was the second quarter. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go
1: play golf because this is just abysmal. Like they were bad, um, bad. There was there was a lot of stuff that was that was really really disturbing. Miles Garrett looked good. Yeah, I Miles Garrett looked good. I think the defense kind of as a whole looked pretty pretty good. I mean, looked on pretty, the field too much looked pretty serviceable. Um, but when you can't transition points into the red zone or from the from the red zone, I mean, like, did not
0: they fumble the ball in like the five yard line of that pitch fumbles, or whatever? Fumbles, blah, I mean, blah, blah. just it like was,
1: it was terrible. I mean, there was just 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 terrible points of that game yesterday. Um, Deshaun Kaiser, he uh, he looks like he's Regressed every step along the way. Yes, he does. And I think that's—I don't want to say to be expected, but at least it's not surprising that you know you go out there, and sometimes the moment is almost too big for you, and therefore you're just like, dude, screw it, I'm going to go out there, and you know, you fire the pigskin around. And I think it's kind of caught up to him in the sense of. Like, damn, dude, I'm not as good as these guys. I'm not as fast as these guys. His confidence has to be in the absolute Shook. gutter. Like, absolute gutter. I mean, they took him out in the second half. They took him out and put Kevin Hogan in. Yeah, I already hear people start to say, Kevin Hogan won everywhere he's been. Uh, just, I mean, He's a winner. And you
0: know how many times I've been told a guy's a winner?
1: Oh, dude, it was the Colt McCoy story. Like, right. oh, he's a winner. He's a winner. He's a winner. You know, he's yeah, but not he's not also four win. foot ten in the professional football uh, league. Like, good luck. Now, listen, I do like the idea of taking guys from winning cultures and being able to bring them in. But if you think that that is going to be like, well, that's going to be enough to get us over the hump here, is Kevin Hogan, you're absolutely ridiculous. And one of the things I really do think yesterday that you saw, number one, was terrible play calling by Hugh Jackson. Number two um, was this, this reputation of like, well, he's the quarterback whisper. He makes everyone better. Well, he made Andy Dalton better. He made Josh McCown better. But unfortunately, Andy Dalton those, looked pretty good neither, yesterday. Neither of those dudes around the Cleveland Browns. Um, so so I I just feel like this 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 like putting them on this like oh my gosh the quarterback it's over whisper. it's How over is it not it's it's it has to be over if if if, if Cam- I said even before Andy Dalton where's the quarterback before Andy Dalton that he did. If Kevin Hogan was the guy who gave you the best shot to win a game, and honestly, after seeing the second yard or the second half stats, it does seem like Kevin Hogan would have give you a better shot. Well, how did you not know that on week one? How did you not know that game one? How did you not know that the best chance to win, if you're such was a it quarterback his decision? guru,
0: I, I do. Here's the thing: I'm starting to question whether or not Hugh is in charge of this team. I think he's one of these guys that is head coach in title only. And behind closed doors, the pieces are being moved around the board by, well, Sashi Brown and the baseball guy. I really do. I don't think he's actually in charge of anything. I think he's more told what to do and he's trying to make lemonade. I, I really... And and maybe I'm saying that because I want to protect the, the my opinion, which has been he's a decent coach. Maybe that's it. Maybe I don't want to give up on that narrative because I've said it so many times. I'll make room for that but it just feels to me like the Browns would be that organization. We're going to hire a head coach and then we're not going to let him do anything.
1: I was listening to the press conference yesterday and nice. uh, for, I was going to say, first and foremost, you know, we have to talk about the Browns and we'll probably do so for the next couple of minutes, but like I feel awful and I mean legit awful for dudes who have to do like the fifth quarter coverage, man. It's the fifth quarter coverage and there's Bob Golick out there and Josh Cranston they... and Jim Donovan. Isn't it like and
0: five games in four years or how, something? They've how, won?
1: how do those guys do it. I, I mean, I just don't understand because at this point, at least if it's week 14 and the, and they've already S'd the bed and they're out of the playoffs, at least you can be like, well, hey, they're, we're looking down. There's the finish line year. right there. Right. But dude, we are in week five right now and these guys have to be ready to jump off the 480 bridge. And if, if that were my radio responsibility, man, I don't know. Like this might be like, dude, you know what? I'm sorry. I can't be on 92.3, the big one or whatever the hell it's called. I can't do this. Let me tell you why this is a
0: huge problem right now. Let me tell you, this is a huge problem right now. And I'll tell you why. Emphasis on you. Everybody keeps talking about this next draft because it's quarterback heavy, right? You got Josh Rosen out of UCLA. You got Sam Darnold out of USC. And there's the kid. I forget his name. I'm sorry. Is it is it Iowa State? So, somewhere. There's like another kid that's supposed to be great. Okay. I know the logo is like, I don't know, horse with a cowboy on it. or something. I forget okay. the college, but excuse me. But he's supposed to be really good too, right? So you're not getting Sam Darnold. Out of USC. I'm just going to tell you right now. You're not getting Sam Darnold, and I'll tell you why. Why? So, Colin Coward is a radio host I kind of like, right? And so I listen to him occasionally. I don't listen to a lot of radio, but I kind of like him, so I'll listen. Right? And he openly admits that he's got a relationship with Sam Darnold's family. Openly admits it. And then three minutes later, we'll say, if you're Sam Darnold and you're staring down Cleveland, don't you come back for another year at USC? Basically telling you that Sam Darnold's family trusts what he has to say... In professional football And Sam kind of is a football kid He kind of wants to play college football He's going to look at Cleveland with the number one pick And go, bro, I'm at USC I'm going to stay at USC Every quarterback who plays more in college Ends up playing better in the pros It's been proven time and time again The more throws you make in college The better professional career you have So he's going to steer Sam Darnold away from Cleveland so, give up on Sam Darnold.
1: Never going to happen, right? Good, good news about that is is that if he does stay at USC for another year, the Browns will once again be bottom of the bottom of the league, and right. I'm sure they'll be near, near the top of the following draft. There,
0: so he's going to steer him away from there. Never going to happen. So then that leaves you with what Josh Rosen out of UCLA, and I get that he's good. He's probably got the most. They say he. They say he's got the most refined NFL release out of every college quarterback. In the
1: country, well, uh, Deshaun Kaiser has a terrible release, so that's that's a good good note there. But
0: when they asked Josh Rosen a year ago why he plays football, you know what his answer was? Because I know how to do it. It wasn't about his passion for the game. He has other interests. They say he's not like a work to death kind of kid. Sam Darnold's the kid who's like, I'm all in on football where Josh Rosen's just kind of like, well, dude, it's UCLA. I can throw the ball pretty good. It's kind of fun. I'm interested in some other things. I think jo- – now, I don't know this, but I think Josh Rosen out of UCLA is the kind of kid that comes in the league who isn't really all in on football, wants the money, and I think Josh Rosen will end up a Jamarcus Russell-type NFL football player. I really do. I think it's going to be one of those things where it's more about – other things for him and what football can bring for him and Cleveland can't risk it on that kid. We're gonna get screwed again.
1: I don't care if they clone Joe Montana and bring him back at age 22 and they're like all right well the Browns are taking Joe Montana we get a whole new we get a whole new uh, career of Joe Montana the Browns are still going to f*** it up dude there's no question in my mind oh, how man. many how how many names have to be added to that jersey I mean from when it starts at Tim Couch and right now it's ending at Deshaun Kaiser and there's 58 names in between in in the last 17 years how many times do we have to see this movie before I'm like I'm not scared of this anymore well one
0: anymore. more because they're talking now Peyton man- Manning is reportedly considering a return to the NFL. This is from Jay Glazer, who I do trust. Wait. Glazer noted in his report that the Cleveland Browns, Tennessee Titans, and Los Angeles Rams are potential destinations for Peyton Manning. I don't know if this... As ex- a return? Yeah, he's gonna. he wants to be a GM.
1: Oh, okay. And he doesn't want to be no, no, a quarterback. No, 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 okay. no. Yeah,
0: he's looking to be a general manager.
1: Okay, okay.
0: And your boy Haslam's got ties to Tennessee. As a matter of fact, my boy Dustin pointed this out to me, and I can't unsee it. Our scoreboard... At First Energy Stadium is in the shape of Tennessee, so maybe he gets Peyton Manning. But I just because the guy was a great quarterback doesn't mean he's going to be. Now he's a smart guy, and I, I, he could probably evaluate offensive talent. But what do you, I'm not sure that he's going to make a great GM. That doesn't always work. It's normally bad players turn into great coaches. And, and things like that. Normally great doesn't translate to great look at Holmgren. Holmgren didn't translate into into great out, you know, outside of
1: the the sideline. I, I don't I don't think that Peyton Manning would come here and earn a stretch of the imagination. But, but you I, got Marcus Mariota in Tennessee, you got
0: better weather, you got everything heading in the right direction for the ten I know Mariota's hurt right now, but they're in better shape than the Browns are.
1: Why well, like why on earth? Although would- if you fix Cleveland yes, but that's the thing. But I mean, dude, if but, you end Vietnam, but far, but far more <laughs> likely, but far more likely is, is you fail go and you fail and it's right. terrible and you're out in 4 years and yeah, you get paid. But all of a sudden, Peyton Manning's first run at being, a, you know, a higher up is within the organization, not is not happen. only Cleveland, but as a failure, he's not going to want to do that. He's going to try to put himself in a situation where he can go in there. And I'm sure there is a little doubt of like, I don't know if I'm capable of doing this job, but of course you're going to take on the challenge. And then dude, Peyton Manning, a great football mind. One of the greatest of all time, I'm sure. But and like. X's and O's. I but, mean. But you're telling me he doesn't know how to look at the defensive end and say, like, all right, this dude's got the talent to do this, this dude doesn't. He doesn't know how to look at a middle linebacker and be like, all right, this guy's got it, this yeah, guy doesn't. I mean, of course he does.
0: I, he could probably evaluate talent. I would wish, like, this feels like a rocket to the top type job. I would want him in player personnel for a little while first and then do this and then work your way up to this. I mean, just because you threw 52 touchdowns in a season doesn't necessarily mean I'm willing to make a GM tomorrow. Can't be any worse than hiring a guy from baseball, though, I guess. I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess it can't be any worse than that. At least this guy played the sport. Right. At least, guy, Well, I mean, this guy played the sport. This at a high has, level. Has, won the, two Super Bowls. Has the mind to do it. Um, you know, it, it really is. It, it, it's turned into a joke. And I've said this before, like I just don't know if I'm a fan anymore. And that's not that I – I don't hate the Browns. I don't want them to lose, but I like there's, when they do. There's I comfort in them, them losing, right? Right. Like, it's, like, it's like mashed potatoes and gravy when they lose. It's like, yeah, dude, this is good. They, they, were, they were in the red zone, and I think they were probably on the 15-yard line. I think they had three more shots at the end zone. And we're sitting there at TD's yesterday. You know, there's Browns fans over here. Like, everyone's kind of pumped. You can feel the energy in the room. You can feel it like, dude, they're about right. to go up. And then Kaiser throws a pick, the guy runs back And it's not even like people were upset We all just started laughing We all just like started cracking up And we knew it was coming And, and I, I don't know if that makes me a fan, if that makes me a hater What that makes me, but I love watching the folly I do it's, 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 it's a joy of mine is watching them suck
0: I mean, they're what, 0-5
1: now? Yeah Is it 0-5? Yeah Maybe Baltimore needs two
0: teams Ouch Too soon? Too soon? Turns out the next fight in the octagon for UFC might be Dana White and Jason Dean. We'll fill you in next on Rock 106.9.
2: The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You got guys, Stansberry here from North. Rock
0: 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Online WRQK.com. Miss anything last week. Podcast
2: it right there.
1: Actually, if you miss anything from today's show, I would pick that one up. It's been pretty good so far. If you've ever missed an episode of the Stansberry Show, dude, start day one, work your way up. I uh, we've had nothing but studio
0: problems and audio issues and this and that, and I'm still in a great mood. There you go, enjoying myself. There you go, doing well. Stansberry, I like
1: it. he's a turnover a new leap. This guy has.
0: Even though the the audience is calling me a Benedict Arnold because I want because of the way I'm talking about the Browns, but it's like what? I'm just I'm just telling you what.
1: Oh, dude, if if you're going to be Just telling you the truth. If you're going to try to stand on a high horse of the Cleveland Browns, like, dude, I stood through them through and through and never left, even though the times were awful, you're a fool, dude. That's on you. I don't feel like less of a fan because it's like I'm admitting that the team's awful. Uh, Dude, that makes me a realist. I mean, what are you going to do when you get cancer? You're going to be like, oh, well, I just believe and I have faith that I'm going to keep on living. No, you're going to do something about it. Browns choose not to do anything about it, and I observe that. Dude, they're terrible. Come on now! Ouch,
0: dude! Another big fight that could be happening is UFC like chairman CEO of the whole damn thing, I believe. Still, Dana White and Jason Aldean could be going at it.
1: Why? 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 Why, dude? Jason Aldean, you're coming to after to kick the dust up one time now. Get a difference, Thanesburg. Dana White furious with Aldean, telling TMZ Sports that the country singer
0: lied to him about why he could not perform in front of a vegas shooting survivors and first responders at ufc 216 dana white says he had reached out to al dean's camp to sing the national anthem at ufc 216 in vegas on saturday night an event fantone in which 15 survivors and also you know hundreds of first responders were going to be in the crowd dana white is a las vegas resident so
1: you know he He's got love for that city. He was trying to do the right thing here, right? Okay, yes. I mean, Vegas, obviously a big part of the fight game. I mean, oh, yeah. So I can understand why UFC, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think all organizations kind of have a little bit of, you know, hey, we should do something for, for what happened here. But I understand why UFC really felt like they needed to Wrap their champion, arms around it. Yeah, champion yeah. the
0: cause there. It makes sense. Totally get it. They've all made a, all, most of their money right there.
1: Right. Right. right.
0: So Dana White then says, well, Aldean's people turned down the offer. And they claimed he was shaken up from the shooting and might never perform live again.
1: I, I I know that there's you know people who are going to disagree with me. I couldn't blame Jason Aldean for that. If you decided like, uh, dude, I can't get up there again, uh, dude. It's how traumatizing.
0: It's that is. way different, way way different. I'm not drawing this as the same thing. It's a little false equivalence, but I'll tell you a personal st- issue that I had once that stopped me from doing something again. I was working retail. And got held up. And I quit that job. Because I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. If this is the risk of this, for what I get compensated, it wasn't worth it to me anymore. And I didn't want to sit at work feeling like, when's this going to happen again? Very different. Right. But it can happen for some people.
1: Now, this is an incorrect thought, but I could understand why Jason Aldean, in his head would feel guilt about this. Number one, you've got survivors like guilt there where it's like, why did these 59 people die and right. I did not? And then there's also going to be a little bit of, now this isn't logical and it doesn't make sense, but it would creep into my mind. If I wasn't up there, if I wouldn't have been performing, these people wouldn't have been here, these people wouldn't be dead. Now that's wrong. because somehow but, it's, or another, but you're human. Right, right. You have that thought and you're like,
0: Dude, you know. Yeah, no, you're human. That's going to be part of the thought process. So Dana White says, look, I stressed heavily to Jason Aldean in this camp that these people, that it was survivors and it was first responders and that obviously, dude, a lot of people in that crowd were going to be huge Jason Aldean fans and it would feel like it would be important to them to, to see Jason Aldean.
1: Um, now, I can I, I can definitely understand why that first Jason Aldean concert will feel like a bit of a victory song. It will feel like, you know, like he's back. And I mean, I don't care about Jason Aldean one way or the other. But like I can understand why, you know, that would mean something to those first responders, why it would mean something to those fans, why it would mean something to that city is like, all right, Aldean's back out there. Life goes on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to stop us from, from being who we want to be. Well, especially that audience. I get that. I get that. Right? So here's where Dana White's upset, is that
0: Jason Aldean instead Saturday flew to New York City and performed on Saturday Night Live, right as he was supposed to be at UFC 216, or was asked to be at UFC Now, a performer has the right to turn down a gig, take a gig on whenever they want, right? But if you tell one person... No, I'm not going to do this because of, if I'm shaken up and I might not want to perform again, and then you go do a performance that same night. This is much like breaking up with somebody. Just
1: be honest. Now, just say, you know what? I just don't want to do this. Because of this. Now, did Jason Aldean tell Dana White that, or was that one of Jason Aldean's people? I'm sure it
0: was a person. I'm sure it was a representative of Jason, I would imagine. But Dana White says he doesn't care. He's pissed. He says his image was more important than coming back to Vegas and playing for the people who are his fans and who got shot watching him play, White says. F you, Jason Aldean. F you, Jason Aldean. Stay out of Vegas, Dana White says.
1: Wow, dude. That's, that's, that's over the line, man. That is. Dana
0: White says he reached out to several country music stars telling us country music was attacked. Those were country music fans. White says every single country act turned him down. Those are the people who buy your albums and none of you country music people could sing the anthem in front of survivors and first responders, Dana White said. White offered a ton of praise to Everlast who stepped in and performed it instead. This isn't about money, he says. This is about badass people who fought through this Oh, I'm sorry. Who fought through this s that this coward did? Dana White, not mincing words. Wow, I'm surprised out of Jason Aldean here. Which, by the way, if you didn't see that SNL video, it's up online for you, at wrqk.com. And he did a he came out and did a cover of. This is where people. This is where the audience is now taking issue with Jason Aldean. He came out, talked about Vegas. I'd play it for you, but we're having audio issues. He talks about the Vegas thing and then plays Tom Petty's "I Won't Back Down." And people are like, well, wait a minute, you won't back down, but you won't go and sing
1: the national anthem for UFC? Uh, I, I, that's completely unfair on him. First of all, performing on Saturday Night Live is a lot different than performing in front of an arena full of 20,000 plus people. Saturday Night Live studios are pretty intimate. There's probably like, I don't know, a, a less than 500 seats in there. And now
0: there's a video gone viral of him singing a Tom Petty song and addressing Vegas that got reached the world versus Ooh, Vegas.
1: Right. And like, I mean,
0: there is that. It, it,
1: and to say to say that to say that like this is the only way that you could appropriately serve you know those people at that concert. I think it's fair to say that Jason Aldean's been pretty rocked by this, and that he's done you know. I mean, he's put out statements and, and like you said, spoke about it. It's not like he went on. It's not like he went on SNL and was like, "Hey, man, I'm Jason Aldean. This is my new album. Go buy it at Target right now." And kicked into it. I mean, he, he he spoke on the issue. He talked about how the country needs to come together behind tragedies like I, this, this. And then this? played, "We won't back. We won't back down," which is an anthem of power. His PR people
0: said to him, "Jason, wow. Jason." you're going to get much more out of SNL than you will out of the UFC. And there might have been part of Jason Aldean who was right now that was like, you know what, dude? I don't want to sing the national anthem right now because it's so controversial. Like, the guy, the person who sings it at the Baltimore Ravens game quit because of how controversial it is.
1: And... <laughs> And to say that, like, oh, well, you're using SNL to exploit this or to to further your own brand. Well, that's wouldn't SNL. You, but, but wouldn't you be doing that, too, if you were if you went out and sang the national anthem at, at, at UFC? You're getting your face in front of millions of people, and, and you're trying to throw, like... Is it me, or is it
0: crazy? Like, fine, Jason Aldean went and did SNL Saturday Night, but Eric Church did. I'm just throwing names out there. I don't know who Dana White talked to. But Eric Church did, and Jake Owen didn't. Brantley Gilbert didn't, so, like, I can't and believe you couldn't get a country music star to show right. up in Vegas and sing the national anthem.
1: Right, and I mean, let's be real, it's not like you're asking, you know, it's not like you're asking Drake to come out there or do it, and do Kanye West, right. I mean, this is country music, where it is the least controversial thing in the world, where these people want you to be out Stars there. Stars
0: and bars, that's what they love, I mean. Exactly. I can't believe he couldn't find a country artist to do this Saturday night. I mean, that's a, I mean, dude, UFC's a pretty big stage for an artist, give it to an up-and-comer. Right, right. Give it to a Frankie Ballard or one of those guys that's almost a star.
1: I um, I can't believe I can't believe that Dana White and like, listen, I understand that maybe there's some frustration when it comes to like, dude, come out here and do this for me. No, I can't. I'm not doing it for whatever reason. Dude, how
0: could is Jason Aldean? By the way,
1: I understand being frustrated in that moment as Dana White, but why are you coming public with it? Why are you making Jason Aldean public enemy number one? I don't think that that's gonna resonate well when it comes to your uh, audience. I mean, dude, let me tell you, those country music fans are fickle.
0: You know what I mean? And so if they decide to blame you for this versus Jason Aldean,
1: I think, I mean, dude, look at what's happening I with mean, the NFL right now. I mean, the dude was up on stage as people were being mowed down by bullets. And you're going to say that, like, oh, F you, Jason Aldean? I think it
0: was the fact that they kind of, I, I think it's the fact that they kind of lied to him. You know what I mean? That they just kind of lied to him and said, hey, look, this is about being shaken up. It, it,
1: I mean, and once again, this is Jason Aldean that said it to you. No, number two, did Jason Aldean already say yes to SNL prior to him saying, before Dana White asking him, what was the timetable here? Yeah, I don't and that's, uh,
0: that's interesting. If you haven't seen the Jason Aldean cover of Tom Petty, I'm a Tom Petty fan, and I actually, I'm a little bit of a Jason Aldean fan. I actually enjoyed it. It's online for you, WRQK.com.
1: God, we, dude, you got me standing up for bro country right now. I know. Chief,
0: I know. That's why when I saw all this, I was like, oh, this will be perfect. Big old dipper, one time. now, oh, One on. time. All of Dover right now is like,
1: hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. I'll be a little bit one time there. Uh, we've had an, it a square circle. We've had another
0: tragedy at like a fair type thing by letting kids ride rides. Oh, this time, honestly, I have a personal connection. I'll, I'll tell you a story from my childhood next on Rock 106.9. The
2: Stan'sbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. The Show. Rock 106.9.
0: And welcome back to The Stan'sbury Show. If you missed the information, Vince Neil will be playing the Hard Rock in January. Tickets don't go on sale till the 13th. All week, we will have uh, beat the box office tickets for you. Sending to see Vince Neil up at the Hard Rock Roxy there.
1: Very exciting times for you, Stansberry. Oh yeah, I am sure that. You'll be there. You know what? I'm going. I'm actually. There's another show, and my buddy Rodney
0: and I already acquired tickets. November the 3rd, Friday night, Hard Rock Roxy. Lindsay Lindsey Buckingham oh. and Christine McVie. Wow. Together now, if you don't know, that's like half a Fleetwood Mac. Yeah,
1: that's a hell of a get for the for
0: the hard rock. There. Absolutely, and I saw Fleetwood Mac at the Q in 2007, but Christine McVie wasn't there. Now, mm-hmm. for a lot of people who like that band, Stevie Nicks is like the get, but I was always a little. Partial, which is crazy because I love Stevie's solo stuff, but I was always a little bit more partial to Christine McVie stuff from Fleetwood Mac. I'm a huge Fleetwood Mac fan. Love
1: that. Band. I mean, we like. It, I know it's their tagline, but it is a Vegas experience. Ohio address. Damn right. that's, that's a that's a big show, man. That's a big show to be going watching up in Northfield. You throw Vince Neil in there. That's good stuff, right there. Absolutely. Hard Rock Racino. Good partners of the program. I like yep. them. Yeah, we liked them a lot. Best buffet in Northeast Ohio. Don't question that. Ah, uh, yeah, that would have to be that would have to be true. Yeah. I got those slot machines. I got Cozars in there, baby. It's all good. It's all good. Speaking of Cozars, last time the Browns were relevant, dude, you are getting roasted, and I mean roasted online right now oh, for what? For talking about the Browns possibly leaving. For oh, saying I made that a joke, people need to dial it down. Just calm down. When, I say, when, I, when I say, well, maybe Baltimore needs two teams.
0: Did you, I mean, you think I'm serious? You think I'm serious? People are upset with you about that one. Yeah, well, people can dial it down. <laughs> people are upset with the Browns and they're taking out the anger on me.
1: It was so bad yesterday. You made a good decision leaving in that second before nah, that second. Dude, half. I played a
0: horrible round of
1: golf. Nah, still a horrible round of golf, better than watching that crap.
0: Although on hole number ten, I did yeah. That was par five, your boy. Had a nice had a nice hole there on number. In there. 10. I like it. Hole number ten there. I like it. Did well. Did well. Alright, so I saw this story out of Richmond, Virginia. Where uh, apparently there was a carnival there. Okay. And, you know, I've talked about this before. Where When I was growing up, my dad was like, you're not riding anything at a home days. You're not riding anything at a carnival. If it's not there year-round, I don't trust it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one thing if it's like a, a slow ride or if it's something like a. it goes in the whirl, air. But, I, you're right. If you're going <laughs> up over 30 feet, that's, that, like, that no. can be problematic. If I
0: can die from the height, like, yeah. my dad was like, no, you're not doing that, okay. right?
1: All right. I, I can't argue with it. And I, when just, I was shoving, just shoving fried food down the where his fat little mouth like that's not going to kill him. Like, here, eat this, eat this, eat this. But yeah, it's, it was the rides we really had to be concerned about. Fair
0: point. <laughs> Fair point. Nice way to kick dirt on my father's grave right there. Just nice. I never even met the guy. Just going to trash him. But uh, like that was his thing. And this story out of Richmond, Virginia kind of has my dad like feeling right. Apparently, dude, a-, a kid fell off the Ferris wheel. One witness said it looked like a Ferris wheel car had flipped over and the child was stuck on top. Ugh. So the paramedics were attending to another person on the ground. And uh, somebody says here, I came here hoping to have fun with my family, came out for the night just to enjoy the fair while it's still here. That tragedy happened, and it's kind of shut the whole park down. Oh, poor you. You don't think so, huh? Oh, poor
1: you. You went to the fair, and some guy fell out. Now you can't go get another turkey leg? Oh, my God. The poor guy.
0: Another witness said a child in the car opened the cabin door while it was in motion, which I can't Uh, believe you could do, and the door caught on a support, which caused it to flip all the way over. uh, A Dreamland Amusement representative said the accident was caused by a patron heirloom Meaning, a person on the ride caused it to malfunction. Not three people error. were in the car; two were children. One person was taken to the hospital as a precaution, according to Dreamland Amusement. Saturday, well, it was the last day of the festival.
1: How, how, how on earth is? I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, that kid that pulled that door up and what an idiot move! Like you knew that was a problem, but you, as the ride manufacturer, you as the as the fair, you have a responsibility to make sure that door doesn't open. I would think, right? Right. Uh, right. I mean, like, yes, personal accountability is a part of this, but there's still liability on your end.
0: Well, there's a reason why you carry liability insurance. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, um, and I'm asking the question that I would think that those things wouldn't open. And, and here's why I have to ask, because I will not go on a Ferris wheel.
1: Really? Won't do it. Okay. okay. Oh, Will you do roller coasters and stuff? Oh, yeah. So you're gonna go, you're gonna go on the Magnum, but you're not gonna go on. Well, on the remember, first I said
0: the last time I was at Cedar Point, I wanted to cry in line, <laughs> but I was, but I was with friends, and I was like,
1: well, you can't cry. And then, like all the way up the first hill, I was like, I don't really want to be on this thing. God knows, OBJ broke his leg yesterday, started crying, people mocked him. So yeah, dude, if you start crying in the middle of like the big streak line, totally, totally gonna be mocked. By the way, men
0: out there, men listening, if you break your leg, you're allowed to cry. It's okay. That's gonna hurt. <laughs> it's okay. it's going it's, it's dude. All right. You're allowed to cry if you it's break right. your leg. You're totally allowed to do that. But so here's what happened. When I was younger, my, I think my parents took us to Cedar Point or something like right. one of those, right. right? And my brother's older than me, and so he didn't want to ride the same kind of rides I did. I was young and needed to go on like that kind of stuff, and my brother right. like wanted to ride like cool roller coasters, right? And so I was like begging my entire family. Somebody take me on the Ferris wheel. Somebody take me on the Ferris wheel. Somebody take me on the Ferris wheel. And as annoying as I am on the radio, imagine me at eight.
2: Right, just chubby and <laughs> just, just fat cheeks.
1: and all right.
0: Just constantly just running off at the mouth, being a little sarcastic dick.
1: Wearing those 80s shorts where he's all chubby and they're tight around his Velcro
0: ruse around <laughs> my feet. Yeah, I had the ruse. Little zipper pocket on the side for the fin your mom gave you for lunch. Absolutely. I remember the ruse, right? And so I was like, all day at Cedar Point, I was like, somebody go with me, and nobody would go. So my mom, trying to be a decent parent, says, oh, David, just take your little brother on the Ferris wheel already. And my brother is O'Doyle. O'Doyle rules. That's my brother. (laughs) Like, dude, that is, there's never been a better example of my brother than O'Doyle, right? Just screaming how he's awesome as the car's going over the cliff. That's my brother. So we get in line for the Ferris wheel. And my brother, being seven years older than me, starts with the mind games in line. You know, you might die on this thing. Jeez. You know, you might die. You ever notice you and I don't look alike? It's because they adopted you. (laughs) Nobody loves you. Like, my brother was quick to the you're adopted thing, right? (laughs) Even though my dad was my dad. Like, but he was like, yeah, mom and dad don't love you. (laughs) You know, they, they bought you and (laughs) they, they they regret it. It's awful. (laughs) What was the eighties? Nobody had Google. I didn't, you know what I mean? Nobody knew. There was no ancestry.com. There was no way for me to find out (laughs) if he was lying. Right. And so he started with the mind games in line and then we get on the Ferris wheel and as we're getting on, I didn't notice, but he tells the guy, Hey, my brother loves this ride. Can you stop us at the top? (laughs) Right. And so I'm like, I'm riding the Ferris wheel and I used to love the Ferris wheel. And so we get to the very top of the thing. And the ride stops. <laughs> and immediately, I just look at my brother, and I was like, what'd you do? <laughs> what, what did you do? And next thing, he's like, what, what are you going to cry, baby? What, are you going to cry? And starts, like, like, harassing me. And starts rocking that thing, oh, like, back and forth as hard as he could. Like, the thing's leading all the way over. <laughs> I'm little. It could slide underneath the bar or fall over top of it. He's holding on to it. <laughs> cry, baby, cry. And, like, dude, for, honestly, dude, to this day, (laughs) To to this day, if I walk past a Ferris wheel, in my mind, I'll say, oh, no, 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 hell no, I ain't going on that. I will not go on that. I don't care if the thing's in there year-round at the Indoor X, you know, amusement park, whatever the hell it's called. I don't care how catchy that jingle is. You're not getting me on that goddamn Ferris wheel. It will never, ever happen. All right, the national anthem uh, issue has hit the NBA in a very disgusting, awful way. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9.
2: The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. 106.9. And welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9.
0: Tomorrow, 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. Looking ahead. Actually, I think we're going to scrap our normal system. Our normal system is we'll play like a top 40 song, then a country song, and then a rock song. But there's three rock songs I want to take a listen to, so I think we're going to do an all-rock version tomorrow of New Tour Tuesday. New Rolling Stones, New Marilyn Manson, and what I believe is an event Sevenfold cover of Pink Floyd. I haven't heard it yet. I just downloaded it. It could be their own song. Just named the same thing, but it's a very famous Pink Floyd song. I wish you were here. Is it a cover? Yes, yes, I, be- yes, yes. I believe I it is cover. a cover. So you know we'll run that down tomorrow as well. So new Rolling Stones, new Event Sevenfold. And new Maryland Manson, all part of New Tour Tuesday tomorrow, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park there, which, by the way, if you missed that announcement earlier this morning, January, Vince Neal, frontman for Motley Crue, will be at the Hard Rock. Tickets go on sale on the 13th. You can win them before you can buy them all week on Rock 106.9.
1: Now, Stansberry already expressed his interest in attending that event oh, wow. at the I'm Hard Rock Rocksino. Oh, I'm and I'm going. glad, buddy, because much like when uh, Brett Michaels took the stage up there at the Hard Rock, I, uh, I can guarantee you, Vince Neal it's going to be Cougar Central out in there. I would imagine. I know I, what and I will do.
0: remind you during the Brett Michael show that <laughs> do what I want is a cub. <laughs> so the national anthem story I thought would die down by week five of the NFL, but it's not. It's only ramping up, it seems like. We had the vice president walk out of a game the other day, pre-planned,
1: uh, because you know players you know, took a knee during the anthem. And it's interesting to note there that the, pres- or the vice president will not associate with anything that's disrespectful to troops, unless, of course, there are troops that were captured. And then it's like, ah, I don't know about the people that got captured. I like the ones that weren't captured. Oof. Right? 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 Yeah.
0: I've always said I, th- I can't believe that that didn't stick to him more... What, I like, what I like the said. ones that didn't get captured. Yeah, that, uh, even hearing somebody else say it, it just sounds crazy. And so the NBA is in what, preseason right now? Yeah,
1: only a couple games left. Um, yesterday, uh, Cavaliers uh, played absolutely nobody. Dude, like LeBron's at, Kevin Love's that. um Isaiah Thomas, obviously, Dwayne Wade, Derrick Rose. These dudes, honestly, were out there yesterday, and I'm like, who, who is that guy? I don't even know who
0: that is. Oh, so it was like the second game of a back-to-back. Nobody played. Got it. So the Lakers are in their preseason as well. And there's a video online at wrqk.com I want you to take a look at. It's also at All our right. Facebook page, facebook.com slash ratio And I'll tweet it out for you again here momentarily at ratio Is how you find me on Twitter. Two white students decided that because two black men, I believe it is, were kneeling during the anthem, in the crowd this is, of a Lakers preseason game, that the best answer for that Is to walk down where they were sitting, which they had better seats than you. And I'm willing to bet that's where some of the anger came in. They walk down to where they're sitting. Pour beer all over them. And they say here, excuse me, this is for the national anthem, you pieces of blank. And you can pretty much fill in the blank there on what she said. Her classmate, Savannah Sugg, recorded the clip and uploaded it to Twitter. The caption, take a kneel for the land of the slaves. Disrespect our flag and our country, and that's how we'll react. So they self-uploaded this, which is crazy. Now, again, if you view people kneeling during the national anthem as disrespectful to the flag and or military and or police service, That's a that's a legitimate viewpoint that I that you are obviously allowed to hold. Okay, you can absolutely have that opinion. All right, and it's valid. But if the thing is that you're disrespecting the country, the flag, the national anthem, while kneeling during it and being silent during it, and still observing the events, but you're kneeling in it, but. You don't think it's disrespectful to scream at people while they're doing something like this, walk down the steps and pour beer over it? I I just don't understand where you can't see that.
1: Well, right. What, I mean you know, what makes you the authority of like this is the response that is going to happen here. I understand if you're like I'm going to boycott the NFL because they're allowing their employees to do that. I disagree with that. I disagree with that, but okay that's 100% your decision but it's not like the NBA said to those two dudes that were kneeling like yo guys, go out there and kneel during this. You know, the NBA had absolutely nothing to do with this. This was the decision of two Americans who decided, hey, this is what we're going to do for whatever reason. I I mean, I think it's safe to assume that the protest when it comes to when it comes to the NFL had something to do with this. But I mean, who knows? Maybe these people have never stood for the national anthem in their entire lives. But what gives you the right? What gives you the authority to do anything about it? Absolutely nothing. You can't claim that th- that that
0: that kneeling is disrespectful to the anthem and then make a ruckus, especially this kind, which you obviously know this is racism related, which by the way, this this will show you a little bias I have. Okay. Cause we all have it. All right. Everybody does. And it doesn't make you awful. But when I hear racism, you know what I think? Men. Much like when I hear shooter, I automatically think dude. Not necessarily race a dude, but dude. More normally white dude. But like normally when I hear shooter, I think men. Normally when I hear when I think aggressive racism, I think men. Now obviously women. You know what I mean? People will say, well, if you clutch your purse walking through the Target parking lot, you're a racist. And then it's like, well, I don't know if that's it. Or if maybe you're just a little, you know, afraid or whatever. Women go through a different struggle walking around in public than men do. So maybe it's part of partially that, too. Maybe it's not necessarily race or whatever. But, like, I don't necessarily always think. And, of course, that's ridiculous. Women are a, a, every bit as capable of this as men. But for some reason, my mind goes to men.
1: I think aggressive is the key word there. I mean, these women did act aggressively, and that is a male character, yeah, were. Just
0: sitting there quietly thinking like, oh.
1: right. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is like, all right. So I went to WWE Canton over the weekend and uh, you know, they played the national anthem before, just like any other sporting event. You know, they do like the moment of, you know, stand and rise. Um, I was not in the bowl at that time. So I did not see this, but somebody tweeted in earlier, like, Hey, there were two people sitting during the national anthem at WWE Canton. Okay. Like, uh, all right. It's worth noting that I was standing outside of the bull at that time, and I was in line for like a drink or something like that. Terrorist. Well, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, hey, the national anthem is about to play because you know they announce it. They're sure. like, you know, to stand for for the for our national anthem. And so I kind of like get out of line and go stand like towards the door so I can see what's going on in there. Stand there respectfully. Everyone else in line just kept standing there in line, getting their drink, getting well, their nachos, nachos, getting their stuff. Well, dude, I mean, if we're going to stand I on know. this high hill of, of 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 you can't kneel because because it's so. Offensive to the troops, you can't take two minutes out of standing in line for nachos and stand there respectfully.
0: Well, not only that, for this video here at the Lakers game, where again, these two women like poured their beer over the heads or like on these black men who were kneeling during the anthem. Which, by the way, like, even if it is your opinion that people should stand during the national anthem, nowhere. Nowhere in time has it ever been an acceptable form of like telling somebody they're doing something wrong by dumping alcohol on them.
1: Ah, dude, I mean how many times have you heard somebody say like, yeah, you have the right to, 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 to let our uh, my flag on fire, but I have the right to stomp a hole in your ass? And it's like, no, you don't, dude. No, you don't just you know. get to physically assault people because they're doing something that you view as un PC. This is the definition of unpolitically correct. Right. Is the definition of it is kneeling during the national anthem is lighting the flag on fire. So what are you so offended about? What are you, what are you, a snowflake? What are, what are your feelings hurt? It's good God, man. I just,
0: I can't understand dumping beer out on somebody's head like that. And and it's awful. And now people are calling for these two girls to be kicked out of California Baptist University. And they also want them fired from their jobs. One of them works at a restaurant and the restaurant confirmed. Yes, she does. Uh, she does work here. She is an employee here. So somebody pulled up their social media accounts and these are, and again, Phantom will tell you, I have a rule about, uh, uh about people out I'll date. If a white girl's willing to use the N-word online in any version whatsoever, like you my this or this or that, or even if she reposts a meme that she didn't create and it has that word in it, I'm taking you off my dating board. I'm just, you're off my board. Just all together. It's just, I just don't want that. I don't want it near me. Um, As a matter of fact, dude, I hate when people don't use that word around me. I'm just not wild about it. Um, it's, It's just, there's something about that. And these girls, it's filled with this. Don't worry, man. You still my for this. Let me. I got five on it. Give me the. And it's like, so, dude. Let me get this straight. You want to borrow all this stuff from the culture, but you want to hate the people that gave it to you? Do you have any idea how ridiculous that sounds? That just sounds stupid. Like, do not pour. If, if if you're upset about people kneeling during the national anthem, you cannot then act a fool in the middle of the national anthem. You're shooting a hole in your own arguments and it's foolish if you haven't seen that video yet you should it's pretty eye-opening actually it's up online for you wrqk.com More Sansbury show right around the corner hang on
2: the stansbury show rock 106.9
0: hey guys you got Sansbury here for wake subaru you know if you listen to the show i'm an absolute 106.9 welcome back to the Sansbury show looking ahead at tomorrow new tuesday nine o'clock we've already shifted this one more time but it is all rock New Black Label Society, new Event Sevenfold, new Marilyn
1: Manson. Three in a row there tomorrow, 9 o'clock. Find out if any of those are good. I don't know if Fishhead's busy in the morning, but I'm willing to bet he's going to say BLS, not a turd.
0: Yeah, I will say. Dude, Fish is a big, big, big Zach Wilde fan. Dude, I did an interview with Zach once when I worked at one of the other stations. I was doing afternoons. And Zach Wilde, no joke. Came into the studio. He was walking down the hallway of the studio. I opened the door so he could come in and in tow had a cooler that he was dragging by its handle and sat there during the entire interview, opened the cooler, and just crushed beers the entire time we were talking to him. God, that's my dream right now.
1: Just dude, why don't you two get drunk? You two should be drunk in here. Start crushing them.
0: Just a cooler full of beer and the dude was just taking him to the face. Yeah, I was a little jealous of Zach that day. Of course. He's a good funny dude. I don't know if he's a good dude, but he was a funny dude. Pretty decent guitar player. He's all right. At Interesting it. guy. Yeah, he's a lot of cool right. stories from the road with Ro- you know with Ozzy and the like. You know, and I've always been. You know, I've like, dude. Yeah, I like Black Label. Like in this river, like that'd be a great. Nah, never mind. Stop mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm Stop, not doing it, dude. Go not, on, I'm not doing it. So uh, online at wrqk.com is another video I want people to take a look at. This groom found out that his wife had been cheating on him. Had the video evidence. Played it at the wedding. Oof. Oof, oof,
1: oof, oof. Why are you doing that, dude? I mean, I understand that you're hurt and you want to hurt her and that's, you know, how it works. Shaming next level there. But, like, now you've just exposed that in front of all of your family and all of your friends. And you know what I mean? Like, why would you do that dirty laundry out there in public, man? I uh,
0: I, I agree. That there, there's definitely an argument for that. I, I agree. But, um... Being a victim to my emotion the way I am occasionally, I could see myself doing that.
1: I can understand why you'd put that video up on your Facebook, why you'd be like, dude, F this bitch, I ain't getting married to her, she sucks, blah, 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 blah. I get that. Maybe I knew, it's like
0: her parents were like paying for the wedding. But and
1: to yeah, right, right, but to put everybody well, you gotta get dressed up and you gotta travel all the way here and you gotta sit through four hours of the ceremony right before I drop this big, you know, she was cheating on me. I just feel like that was an incredibly petty thing to do. We have to clear something up that has been said on the show more than once. Ones, All right. Okay? All right.
0: But Fantone has been saying to me, dude, you need to go to the Vince Neal show at the Hard Rock. You need to go to shows like that because it's going to be Cougar Central. Right. And I keep saying, well, I don't want a Cougar. I want a Cub. Okay. And I didn't realize this. I had no idea that this was a thing. But now I'm being told that that's what older gay men call <laughs> like uh. the young dude they bang. I didn't know that. Like, actually, Shannon wrote in and says, I love you. And as a card carrying cougar, I need to tell you that a cub is a younger dude that dates cougars, not a young cougar. But then another guy, Michael, I believe his name is, is tweeting in telling me that that's what older gay men call the young gay dude that they're sleeping with he's like so as you're saying that he's like i think people are driving around thinking that dude you want an older gay dude to bang which first of all an older gay dude for me to bang is like 70 right Jeez. so i mean dude what are we both gonna snort viagra (laughs) (laughs) is that what's gonna happen
1: like i think that sounds terrible um, I, I was not aware of that. I don't mean, snort
0: Viagra and tell people I told you to do it. That's stupid, the last so thing. I it was fine. Slow, let, dude, don't, dude, the judge won't care that I'm the one that told you to do it.
1: Um, I, 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 I was not aware of that, but I guess I'm glad there's people in our audience who are watching out for us there. But uh, the thing is, is... I don't care if people think I'm gay. I was going to say, is I, I mean, like... What? I don't I don't think
0: you being gay is anything to run from or hide from. Like, once upon a time, I was in a radio beef with, like, another show. Yeah. And, uh... One of my coworkers said to me, well, dude, he's gay and I have proof. And this was back when you could do stuff like that and people weren't going to be like, oh my God, he's being anti-gay. Like, nobody would have batted an eye at it. But I said, I was like... Dude, I don't care if that guy is gay. That's his li- like. Dude, if he's gay, he's gay. That's his life. I don't. What do I care? I don't view that as something like tawdry or something that I should oh attack somebody oh for. Oh my
1: gosh. Um, uh, I just don't. I um. So what is the correct? Terminology? I need to go on more
0: dates before well, I start saying well, stuff like that.
1: What, what what is the correct terminology? If if know. if cougars are older women dating younger men, what's the? You're not looking for a sugar baby because you're not trying to financially support her or anything no. like that. So like, I want a sugar mama is right. what I want. So I don't know. Dude, I, let me get I, one I, of those. Maybe Maybe Shannon will have some sort of insight on that, and I feel like most things when it comes to like pervy sex, I know about. But dude, no, thank you guys both for filling us in there. It's something I didn't know. Yeah,
0: I, I wish I could find this guy's uh, this guy's quote here because he was like all on me about. It. He's like, yeah, dude, I wouldn't be doing that.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's like, well, again, like, be I mean, that.
0: other than like, I, w- the only reason I would be worried about like somebody thinking I was gay right. is if, if for their own stupidity. Meaning like he's gay, never listening. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, 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 that's the only reason that, that, that it would worry me. What doesn't worry me at all. If that's what be like somebody like a woman once said that to me who was like, you know, like a couple of my guy friends think you might be gay. And I was like, okay. And she's like, you don't care? And I was like, well, no. I was like, first of all, I was like, ask any woman I've been to bed with. They know for sure I'm not. Like, the first thing they're going to say is, I don't know. He seemed pretty into it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So there's that. And secondly, like I said, I just don't think it's anything to be like, oh, my God. Like, it's not, I don't know. It's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's not that there's
1: anything wrong with that. All right. Well, dude, I, I mean, yes. I, I, but I didn't know. But the thing, I'll, I was I'll just say making the joke. Have... I want a 25 year old woman, not a cougar. And I mean, how many times have we joked about being gay together? There's imaging on the radio station saying we're giving each other reading reach rounds. So, like, it's not like, oh my God. Well, reach rounds um, aren't gay. I, mean, <laughs> well, I don't
2: know. I don't know. I mean, that's, reach rounds
1: are all right. Um, uh, but But really, I guess it's just like. As a rock station, and I've had to deal with this in the past. There was a a dude I worked with at another rock station, and he was gay, and he was just so concerned about it. Not that he was like closeted and didn't want his parents to know, but the audience. He didn't want the audience to know because he was like, they're going to reject me. They're not going to accept me, and I can never let this be my f- public-facing persona. And that kind of sucked for him. I did. Oh. T- t- to to come out of the closet and have to say to your friends and family, hey, I'm gay, but then to kind of have to go right back into it because of what you do for a living, it's a tough thing to do, I'm sure.
0: I was working in another rock station, and a guy, once upon a time, was like basically, I mean, he was doing mornings, but he was playing like 15 songs an hour. He was
1: doing dudes too. And, <laughs> and
0: his name was Jesse, and Jesse's one of the most talented people I've ever met in radio. As a matter of fact, he has a really good job at SiriusXM now. Good for him. And uh, But back in the day, he was doing mornings, at MMS and he was like, and dude, everybody on the staff knew he was gay. He wasn't out, but it's like one of those things where you could totally tell, but like he was constantly guarded about it on. The, and I remember thinking to myself like, man, like I, there are stories about my life. I won't tell you right? just because that sometimes they're right. a little too hurtful for me or sometimes like that, or maybe it's not appropriate for public consumption, but there's nothing in my life. I feel like I have to like change for you. And when I remember, like looking at that, I was like, "Man." What a tough way to go through your life to have to be something different than what you are over other people's stupidity.
1: And what in you know for the most part, what a very in, you know unimportant thing where it's like, dude, if I'm what the, does it come into if, your if, I- if, if, ability, if, I'm the, if I'm the midday jock and I'm just sitting here saying like, all right, that was live and coming up next, we've got Aerosmith. What difference does it make who I'm banging? <laughs> what I mean, What At world all. does that matter? That
0: was this is that's the only right, thing most people right. say. Like I don't know why anybody would have had a problem with it, but like I said, now. We he lives, I think it's New York City now. He's got a great job with Sirius XM. He's got a great life. He and his boyfriend are totally out, and like he's living a much better life now. Just,
1: just butt, boy butts everywhere, dude, just doing the damn thing. Maybe I'll like be his it. cub dude, he might have to.
0: Maybe that's what will happen. <laughs> we'll close out the program, maybe for the last time ever, next on Rock 1069.
2: you Boys brought popcorn. The Stan's Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 1069.
0: And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9 Nearing the end of the program, which today flew by for me
2: Yeah, I think we both had a little bit of,
1: uh, what do I want to say? Maybe a little chip on our shoulder this morning when we walked through the door Maybe a little, uh, a little, a little piss in our vinegar or something like that And uh, Yeah, I think, uh, I think it flew by quickly
0: I was actually alright until we started having, like, <laughs> computer issues in the studio And, you know, sometimes I I let that stuff, like, kind of Make me angry And today I just decided You know what I just
1: don't want to be angry I just don't It's because it was My computer Don't take too much credit If that was your computer you lose it. losing Your ass in mind
0: Yeah but it affected The <laughs> audio of the show Like I You know what I mean I'm the one that has to Answer for that And like I just Dude I'm just Trying lately I've been doing it more in traffic, too, where it's like, I'm just trying not to get angry. It's like, like the amount of bad stuff I saw while driving around again this weekend. I just can't believe some of the stuff that happens on the road and the anger and like the cutting off and the fingers and like all this kind of stuff. it's just like it's starting to look like crazy behavior to me. And I realized, like, I have looked crazy to all of these people my whole life. And it's just I just don't want to be like pissed all the time anymore. I just don't.
1: I think that's a sign of maturity right there Finally, 40 years later, a guy's starting to grow up
0: Yeah, you know, it'll happen
1: <laughs> I'm being told what I'm looking for is a puma
0: That's the uh, younger version of, uh, of a cougar okay. I, let's, let's clear this up I have no idea what it is I'm looking for None
1: <laughs> Dude, No clue He's gonna get some 25-year-old chick and it's gonna and be I'm like, gonna hate oh her. my god, I hate that And woman. I'm gonna
0: hate, as a matter of fact, I said to Fantone the other day There is, there's like a 23-year-old woman who's kind of like after me like almost, as the kids say, thirsty.
1: Oh, jeez! Like
0: hitting me up quite a bit, jeez. and I'm just like, I don't know. That doesn't feel appropriate,
1: right? And then I'm gonna be like, Hey, Stan'sbury, here's a 40 year old chick, and you're gonna be like, Oh, she's thirsty too. I hate her kids. I don't know. That doesn't
0: <laughs> feel appropriate. <laughs> I am. I'm in a dating funk. Like I haven't met anybody that I'm like, all right. You know, it's been a while. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in a little bit of a funk. Maybe, uh, but I hate saying this on the radio because here's what happens. Then I'll go somewhere in public and somebody will be like, "Hey, you want to go out Friday night?" And I'm like, "No." Well, I can't say I'm seeing somebody, right? No,
1: that lie's completely gone. So what
0: lie do I
1: use now? Um, no. I can't just be like, "Well, put on deodorant and we'll talk." Like, well, somewhere out there, the future Mrs. Stansberry uh, is probably she's probably listening, right? No, let's hope not. That's what I don't want. <laughs>
2: that's
0: what I don't want. I, I no, I don't. I would, I would rather be introduced to somebody who had no idea finds and finds me interesting without knowing uh, that. That's what I would want. More than anything.
1: No, that's fair. I mean, the But it's time, hard to find. Everybody right. listens. Everybody in an all star county. What are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Worldwide, iHeartRadio, 20 million people. What are we supposed to do it's about over. that? It Game is over. over. Just Game over. It's very masturbating, lonely, crying. This no, dude, I cut that out too. Oh,
2: jeez. No oh, joke. Come on.
0: On. It's only been a week, but oh, I, I... well that Dude, that's a long time. Yeah, that is a long time. Right? That's a very long... You know, let's not go down this rabbit hole any further. It's, tomorrow.
1: Uh, it's 9.47. let go, bro. <laughs>
0: Tomorrow, new, uh, 9 o'clock, New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Black Label, new Events 7 and new Marilyn Manson. Going to be a huge 9 o'clock hour tomorrow morning. Aside from that, we're done for the day. And you can pick up today's podcast at WRQK.com. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. at Rock 106.9. Have a great day. See you.
2: The <laughs> Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9.